in brightest day, in blackest night. No evil shall escape my sight. Let those who worship evil's might beware my power. Green Lantern's life. Pretty cool, huh? Hey everybody, this is Mark Marble. And this is Corwin Kroll. And this is the Lantern Cast. Episode 209. Otherwise known as Godhead Revisited. <laughs> the conclusion. The conclusion. <laughs> Act 3. And it does end. It actually does end. <laughs> and it doesn't go out with a whimper either, surprisingly enough. <laughs> no. Don't spoil it. You gotta let them, you gotta let them work for the ending. That is true. That is true. Edit that out, Chad. No, I'm kidding. Uh, so how are you, Corwin? I'm pretty good. The holidays were real tough on us, but, um, you know, New Year, trying to settle back into the routine. <sighs> and, you know, having kids, especially a baby, is a chore on itself. This so, is true. Yeah, he's like, what, 16 months now, so wow. he's walking, he's talking, he's touching everything, climbing <laughs> everything. Yeah. Stop touching me! <laughs> he climbs up on the coffee table and screams and talks and... I don't. Nobody knows what he's saying. Neither does he. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, neither does he. He may know what he wants to say. Maybe. Oh, he he knows what he's saying because he'll repeat the same thing over and over. But nobody understands him. <laughs> Need that universal translator. Exactly. And in case people are wondering why it's Corwin and I flying, well, not quite solo, but flying duo this episode. Uh, Chad hasn't been feeling too well as. As some of you probably know, because I believe he did post it, that he's been having some throat issues, been making it really difficult for him to talk, certainly for long periods of time. So after discussion, we just didn't want to wait on finishing up Godhead any longer. So Corwin was going to be on the final, the Act Three wrap up anyway. So here we are. <laughs> that, that's his. That's his nice way of saying I beg to be on the episode <laughs> just so I can um. Talk a little bit about Godhead and Sinestro. Sinestro. <laughs> you mean Sinestro. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise known as Godhead featuring Sinestro. <laughs> and in tiny print. And Hal Jordan. Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> and Kyle Rayner, the alley rat. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to give a... I'm not to, I don't want to waste too much time re- revisiting the uh, previous two acts, but I'm going to just kind of s- sum up... Try to be really brief to how we well, got to this point. Well, after after that four hour Christmas episode, I know, I'm sure listeners yeah, forgot where, where we where they left off. <laughs> that's right. Maybe we're just fooling you guys. This is actually the Christmas episode part two. <laughs> Since Corwin couldn't be on that, he couldn't make that episode. We're gonna make up for lost time, and we're gonna have all the guests you can imagine, and we're gonna go for six hours today. <laughs> oh, that's a great episode, I might say as well. I gotta congratulate everybody. It certainly Some good went, stuff on there. Well, thank you. It certainly went. It certainly ended well. <laughs> well, unless you're Chad. <laughs> I'm still working my way through it. I think. Um, I think I'm with where Meg is on. I think. I'll keep listening. It. The Meg part was. It, it, it's. I think. Yeah. As from a plateau point of view, the good news is we didn't kind of like. I don't think we peaked early and then kind of faded. I think it was a steady build-up, so I think it actually got better as it went along. But once once you get to the end, I think you'll know, and then, and then you can let me know what you think. That space madness sets in cabin fever. It kind of was, but it, but luckily at that point, as we were being as we were so uh, getting oblivious at this point, since we had been recording like 
the entire episode pretty much in a day. <laughs> that uh, it was kind of good that, that Jim and Dan were on steering the conversation because I think both of both of us like <laughs> were in desperate need of a nap. <laughs> but it, but it all worked out well in the end. So yeah, Christmas rope. Yes, I think there was. I'm pretty sure there was a mention of Christmas rope. Yes, <laughs> Can't have an episode without Christmas rope. Oof. Oy. All right, All so right, the or review. Back to the brief recap. Uh, Act one, pretty much a godhead was about High Father trying to originally thinking he could find the equivalent or the life equation by getting one of each ring to, to basically try to have the entire emotional spectrum focused together. He thought that alone would give him the power that he wanted, so he stole a bunch of rings from all the cores. Uh, he was planning on... Well, that was more probably Act 2. But the point was, it didn't work. He, re- he then realized, they found out that there was this white, the White Lantern, Kyle, that... He, he was the one who basically had the life equation in him, so that's what High Father went after. After pretty much in Act Two, he was round, that's when he also was trying to round up some of the lanterns and/or destroy them. Mostly round them up if he could, because he was going to transform everybody pretty much into an army of almost like the the third army of the life equation. <laughs> so he could take. So he he would be ready to kick Darkseid's ass when the time came, even in. He was also, and by the end of I think Act Two, they were already ready. He was planning on making Earth the battleground since Darkseid had lost there before, and he knew Darkseid would come back looking for more since he wouldn't be able to accept defeat. Uh, all the most of the remaining cores and their members uh, rallied. Ironically, they went to Cord uh, with Corwin's best buddy Sinestro, <laughs> where they were coming up with their master plan of what to do, getting getting like a trying to use coordinate. The in- coordinate using the Indigo tribe to help teleport them into an area so they could get the the mother box, I think, that they, they were planning since Hal and Sinestro were going to meet back at the source wall. And when, since Hal went off to get Black Hand to try to use him to help, and Sinestro and Hal were going to meet at the source wall when, at, you know, at the appropriate time. And the last part of, God- of Godhead Act two ended with the Indigo tribe betraying the the allies, if you will, and as they basically teleport them right into the middle of a trap. And I believe that's where we left off at the uh, at the end of Act Two. That about right? <laughs> that's about right. <laughs> Alrighty, so Green Lantern thirty seven, Godhead Act Three, Part One. So we begin in the hurtling through space, the Singularity Stockade. They got that got good alliteration going with that. <laughs> the multiversal prison of the new gods. And now we see uh, St. Walker, John Stewart, Sinestro. Got some, got some uh, Zama- Zamorans in there. Pretty much everybody that was teaming up before to try to, uh, during their plan of trying to stop the uh, the, the new gods and High Father, they're all trapped. There's, um, <clears throat> to kind of talk, John kind of mentions, you know, about how the Indigo tribe, he, you know, he, he didn't see that coming. And Sinestro, being being ever so wise, kind of points out that, you know, you you, you, you should have figured this out. It has to, it's because, you know, because of your trust. You you know, there are no allies. <laughs> you don't, should, don't trust anybody. So, um, 
John tries to use his ring to try to basically get out of the prison that they're in, but the energy kind of gets counteracted and sent back to them. <clears throat> John kind of seems thrown off by that a little, and of course Sinestro being Sinestro keeps takes another dig at him going, perhaps when he, you know, perhaps it's not a surprise that you fail because, after all, you're merely <laughs> Sector 2814's third choice for Green Lantern. <laughs> it's like, second. He goes, ah. and, he, and Sinestro, that's not what Guy Gardner says. <laughs> nice. Ah, <laughs> uh, Sinestro, he's just he's just too cool for words. <laughs> so then, so Sinestro's kind of mocking uh, John. It's like, ah, eh, what do you expect? I mean, all, all, all you... None of you human lanterns mean any, or can do anything. You're a man to anything. And besides, you can't ri- rival the fearsome might of Parallax. And Sinestro releases Parallax without wings still <laughs> to try to bust them out of their prison. But Sinestro is pretty much stunned by the fact that even Parallax's energy is countered and Parallax is sent back into Sinestro. Epic fail. Yes, an epic fail. Uh Lissa comes over to him to try to comfort him, trying to brown nose as much in as always as possible. Uh, St. Walker and, and his little tree monk there, they're surprised that you know Parallax had been inside him all along. John Stewart goes, any, any other lessons you, you and your pet want to teach us? And Sinestro kind of points out, you know, laugh if you want to, but pretty much everybody in here is going to learn the meaning of fear. They're, the fear of no escape, the fear of being at the mercy of the powerful. The fear of destinations unknown. <laughs> and the best part of all, the fear of our fate resting in the hands of Hal Jordan. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. Wouldn't be the first time. So now we go to Earth, where Hal pretty much has caged himself off from the Black Hands, uh, Black Lanterns that he has. or his, Not really Black Lanterns, the, res- the resurrected corpses that he's entertaining himself with at the circus. Um... The brand, the, the new funny black hand has a few cute lines in there, about uh, like oh, I like the the earth the earth is in danger again. This planet is marked. Just let it die already. <laughs> they, they have really good facial expressions. For they, do, they do, they do. I I like I really like this version of the of black hand. He's pretty, pretty cool. He's different, but he's cool. Uh, so they had so Hal and basically Black Hand have their usual, you know, bickering back and forth. Black Hand actually has some cool lines, like, you know, death isn't so bad. I'm dead three times over at least, and I've never felt stronger. (laughs) (laughs) And Hal gets, you know, gets shocked because for the first time he sees that, what we've known since the, uh, what, the Futures, not the the Futures and the uh, Villains Month one shot, when Black Hand was brought back, we found out that in that issue that he had resurrected, Martin Jordan, in fact, he took Martin, Martin, he had Martin, Martin Jordan give him his right hand, literally. <laughs> his right hand man. He goes, so Hal's just stunned by that, he goes, then black hand, he's like, a good man he is, gave, gave me a helping right hand when I needed it. <laughs> it's, uh, so that, that really gets, that really gets Hal hot, you know, so he breaks, he, you know, he kind of like reacts and forces the cage to kind of like bounce outside to push the other uh, zomb- zombie zombie black lanterns, which are zombies, away from him. Uh, 
a common theme in a lot of the conversation in this issue between Hal and Black Hand is that you know at the end of the day you know we're still gonna, we're still going to square off at the end of the day, but right now we have bigger fish to fry. Uh, another great line with Black Hand is when Hal says, uh, "You get me thinking if I kill you enough times, eventually it'll stick." And Black Hand, I bring out the death in people. It's a gift. <laughs> uh, so then Hal actually starts, you know, pushing the right buttons, trying to describe the situation about, you know, how High Father is looking for something called the life equation, which, of course, for Black Hand is something that does not sound good at all. He goes, but there will be a lot of dying. <laughs> will there be? And Hal just, War. Yes. It's like, yes. It's like, that Black Hand kind of reminisces about when Hal, when Hal mentions, you know, there's, you know, there's going to be a war or the war. He goes war. It's like and he starts showing all these images of him watching documentaries. And Black Hand even notes that you know my parents thought I was a history buff. I just like the bodies. Uh, he's a freak. So how how convinces uh, Black Hand to come with him because he need, you know he he believes and he kind of tells Black Hand that he believes that the, the new gods are afraid of the Black Ring. That's the reason they didn't go after that power. And as their conversation, as their conversation ends there, as they're about to head off into space, you know, Hal again reiterates that you know this isn't over. We're settling up at the end. You know, you made it personal. And Black Hand, oh Hal, you never give up. It's so endearing. <laughs> it's like a sitcom. It is like a sitcom. There could be a nice, nice little buddy, buddy cop thing going on there. Um, uh, Black Ham, as they're heading towards the source wall, has a few interesting lines to Hal, you know, about you know, death always wins. You don't want to admit it, the living never do, but the, but that doesn't change the fact that you already belong to me, like your father, like every single thing that walks or flies or draws breath. Now show me where I can murder gods. As they as they get to the source wall, uh, Orion and the Divine Guard, you know, they kind of detected the, you know, the, the ring signature, or of Hal. So they go to, to deal with him. Hal and uh, Black Hand get there first, and he's, Black Hand is just completely enthralled with the with the source wall. You know, at first he just thinks it's you know archit- just basically it's sculpted. He doesn't quite realize to begin with what it re- what it truly is. Hal's trying to communicate with Sinestro and John Stewart. Uh, he finds nothing. Hal, of course, is kind of like both concerned and think and pissed, thinking that maybe Sinestro you know betrayed him. Orion and his divine guard show up. Um, so I, pretty much uh, at this point, <laughs> more, Black Hand with some some more witty banter, but the but but they end up getting into a big fight. The first set of bl- basically Black Lanterns, he uh, Black Hand brings into the fray are all former Green Lanterns. You have Kahan in there with Tomare, Budika. That's chance. Be, yeah, I was gonna say Jack T. Chance. Who's is that? Who's is that supposed to be? Cat Matui? Or we don't know. Yes, that yes. looks like her. Yes. So Hal's again a little thrown off by that. It's like you you raided the spirits of fallen Green Lanterns, and he and Black Hand is like, I figured you'd like to fight alongside familiar faces. <laughs> and look at his face in that pen. I know he's he's like he's, 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 yeah he's like swing. <laughs> so Orion and. Orion, you know, tries to be stoic and hold his ground. Hal gives him a really good shot as payback. Uh, 
The Divine Guard, however, are, are really thrown off and are pretty, pretty much having a lot of problems with the Black Lanterns. And the Black Lantern pushed one of the Divine Guards towards the Source Wall. His cape, not even him, his cape just touches the Source Wall and he turns, you know, he turns to rock and fuses with it instantaneously. And that's, and that's when, you know, Hal, he's still dealing with Orion, who's the other Black Lanterns have cap, or basically circled and are capped, or encircling and holding back Orion. At this point, the Black Lanterns that have been created by Black Hand start to dissipate. Because Black Hand is completely enthralled with with the Source Wall right now, because now he realizes that the wall, the wall, it's a mass grave! And at that point, what's left of the Divine Guard and Orion start zeroing in on Hal. And that ends Green Lantern 37. Really interesting twist. I wasn't expecting Black Hand's reaction to it. It completely makes sense. But It does. It does make sense beautifully. Beautifully. I just wasn't expecting it. It's like, oh, yeah, that's, that is true. Which is kind of interesting when you, uh, and we'll touch upon that once we get to the annual because of the fact that, basically, foreshadowing Black Hand's, Black Hand's reaction to, like, when things come into contact with the source wall. That in a way, this issue should have kind of, like, kind of given you a clue, what we're, you know, like a, like an early warning sign, you know, mm-hmm. of, of what's to come. So instead of kind of pointing, pointing fingers somewhere else. Cause I almost forgot that it happened. I almost forgot that he had, that he had witnessed this, and then it's like, okay, well, but he is, but he is nuts. So what do you expect? <laughs> <laughs> completely. He is completely. Yeah, I really like this black hand, though. He's not as sinister and dangerous. Doesn't seem as sinister and dangerous as the previous, but but he's got more personality. Yes. So I think so. It, it is. A, it is a trade-off. It is a so, trade-off. I don't know. Maybe once he actually dies again, he'll become the entity that he was, and then he gets, you know, the real evil dead-looking version of himself. <laughs> That's true. Maybe he's going to be like a cat. He has to die like nine times. and then <laughs> With six, you get egg roll or something like that. Um, I was I was pretty curious about the cover, too. I'm like, what kind of strange, weird cover did they kind of do for this? It didn't seem it, it didn't seem right to me. And then no, it to, didn't. When you get to the back of the book, you realize that all these covers are homages to, um, was it New God covers? Let me scroll to the end. Or Jack Kirby covers. Yes. Actually, it's not even in this issue, though. But yeah, they're homages to different covers, so I thought that was pretty cool. Because I remember when this issue was solicited, everybody looked at this cover and like, what the hell? Exactly. <laughs> Which is, I mean, this cover is still better than the, the new the, the new Guardians one, my God. But, but uh, I, I think I'll just won't even mention Billy Tan's art in this one, at least not for the cover. We don't have to mention it inside because he's not the artist in the issue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't like Hal's hair anymore? It's not even the hat. You know, you know, you listen enough. You know, it's not even that. The hair is just like icing on a bad cake. But, but I, I actually liked. I, you know, I mean, the artwork inside the art was uh, Portella. Francis Portella is the artist. Mm-hmm. That it's not my favorite art, you know, but it's certainly I, I'd still take it overall. I'll take it overall over Billy Tan's to begin with, even though Billy Tan does draw some characters well. It's very solid stuff, yeah. I can't complain. Very solid stuff. Um, most of the character, I mean, he really nails the facial expressions and is what really brings his art out, especially with Black Hand. Oh yes, absolutely. Black Hand is probably the character he, probably the character he does best. He d- he draws a pretty good Saint Walker too. His zombies are cool. His composition is nice. His panel breakdowns. I mean, his story is really easy to follow. 
Yes. And this is this was up. I mean, certainly through this point, I didn't. Re, I haven't picked up Green Lantern thirty eight yet, even though I haven't heard particularly good things about it. It's mixed things. But I think Green Lantern 37 might very well be my favorite issue so far in uh, the Venditti's run of Green nice. Lantern. It's certainly gotten better. I think all, like I think I mentioned last episode, uh, one of the last episodes that I think Green Lantern, the, the three issues of Green Lantern that are in Godhead are probably the, if they're not the three best issues total, they're certainly the three most, the three best consecutive issues, I think, of this series since the, since the new team took over. Have we heard uh, Orion call them glow bugs before? I thought, as, as especially in this, especially in this um, act, you see a lot of kind of like, you know, snide comments. I think related, you know, like the Rainbow Core and things like things that, in a way, you almost wonder if they're like or an homage to some of the some of the fans out there that that are like anti-emotional spectrum at this point because because that that was the first thing I thought of when I when I. You know, when I read that, like the Rainbow Core, it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> They're not afraid. They're not afraid to pick at those scabs. Yeah, apparently not. So, anything else that we you think we missed in this issue, or you want to add? No, it's pretty straightforward. Good stuff. Um, a little bit worried with how the Lantern powers have been pretty downgraded throughout these last couple of years of story that we're having. I mean, they really seem not as effective as they should be. I agree. So there's a little concern there, but we'll see if they can uh, reverse that any, or work on that any. But luckily for you, Sinestro is the is the exception to that rule. <laughs> well, yeah, he stumbled in this issue. He though, stumbled, so he, yes, which is important because... As we, it's important for someone like for someone like Sinestro to fail once in a while, or else the ridiculously oversized ego he has would just like, yeah, push push Doctor Doom out of the room, and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> but but I mean overall, based on but we've seen him in his powers that he's been able to do a little bit more than some yes. of the others, and we see that even more when we get to the Sinestro issue that you'll be doing that. But all right, so Green Lantern Core thirty-seven, you got it. All right, so we start out with a big glowing All Father who's quite happy with uh with himself, and he actually gives uh Indigo One back the Indigo Ring, and she decides to leave. But she she actually agrees with what he's doing because she believes in uh, controlling people in the universe to make it more ordered, which makes sense based on their power and their power weakness. sets. Yes, yeah, it makes, how it makes perfect it. sense actually. So then she leaves in oh, what's his name Mahedron. Malahe- yeah, Malahe- Malahedron. Malahedron comes in and, you know, he's just kind of concerned and he questions some of the stuff that Allfather is doing. And then we get those ever so popular, uh, what's it called, dual tone panels of, you know, red and white that you guys love so much. Which, I was just going to say, Chad's favorite. <laughs> which annoys the hell out of me too. I don't, I mean, they're there <laughs> I don't like to emphasize what's going on, but I think it's used a little too often in in unimportant places. Yeah, now it's become almost like routine that you know you're going to get these like every other every couple of pages yeah. you're going to see at least one one or two. Yeah, and it, it doesn't it, it doesn't work. But anyway, they drop in some uh, glow worms as Uga, I think is his name, calls them. So a bunch of different lanterns, some Green Lanterns, some uh, Sinestro Core members, and some Star Sapphires and. Uh, all Father actually uses his staff and converts them over to, uh, I don't even know what to call them, 
uh, New God Soldiers. That works. He zaps them. Meanwhile, back in their cell, Sinestro and his, you know, the rest of the crew that's captured there get delivered to Allfather, and as soon as they come out, Sinestro and John basically head up an attack, trying to, you know, escape and beat down their captors. When they're attacked by the converted New God soldiers now, so everybody's kind of surprised at what's going on. Allfather, you know, he does the normal villain rant where he tells them his whole plan of how he's going to <clears throat> transform all the heroes on Earth to his soldiers. So when Darkseid gets there, they'll be ready to take Darkseid down. Uh, he aims his weapon at the crew, and then he get another wonderful black, white, and red panel. <laughs> and uh, Mahedron actually jumps in the way and takes the blast for the lanterns, and he really gets, like, charred and messed up. Uh, but he uses his boom tube to escape with everybody else, so for now, Sinestro and John them kind of dodge the bullet. Uh, Mahedron, I'm just going to call him Mahedron because I'm not going to remember how to say it properly. Just call him but, Mal. Uh, you can call him Mal. Mal. There we go. <laughs> Mal pretty much explains that, you know, he, he left one one dictator for another and, you know, he, he doesn't think what they're doing is right. Uh, John actually gives Sinestro some – not support, but uh, some motivation to succeed. Um, he tells him that his family's on Earth and he's leaving them in, in Sinestro's hands, and Sinestro figures that's a curious way to motivate <laughs> Curious way to motivate me, John. So we get a little more exposition about, you know, everything that's going on. Um, St. Walker comments on, you know, he's not much of a saint anymore. He doesn't know if he has any hope, but uh, John formulates a plan. So they end up booming John back to Allfather, and he has the White Lantern shield. And he pretty much calls Allfather out, um, you know, calls himself the greatest assassin in the universe. And, you know, he basically says he's going to take him down, take down Highfather. Of course, things don't go his way since uh, Allfather even sends Uga to destroy him. And in typical bad guy fashion, Uga does get the upper hand. He smashes John's shield, breaks the, the, the constructs that John is creating, and he boasts about his weapon and how it's the – the what does he call it? Uh he says basically, you know, he can't beat him. His hammer's like the sh- strongest weapon. Of course, you know, he gives away his, his greatest strength to John. So John is actually able to intimidate him into throwing his weapon at him. And then John picks up his mace and pretty much beats the crap out of him with it. And we actually even get some different color panels here. This one is yellow, black, and white. But uh, he beats Uga down with his own mace. And then they pour it out again. And then John is just saying – he ends the issue saying this urgency – this surge, insurgency is only getting warmed up. Dun, dun, dun. So a little turning of the tide here. Mal really uh, – he really came through. This is true. Of all of all of new gods in this storyline, he's about the only one who I actually I, – I had any interest in <laughs> true. as it played out. And I know you guys talked about this a little bit, little bit previously, but him and that other new guy that he's with, the old one, it's like kind of creepy that they're yeah, yeah. He's into that. He's he's into those, that new god cougar kind of thing. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do like the panel when John and Sinestro strike together. Sinestro um, creates a, a construct of those tigers that he was fighting yep. in his first issue. That he was his first issue. Yeah, that is, that is pretty cool. 
And I forget this, the spider Sinestra, the spider-esque uh, Sinestro Corps member. I forgot her name, but I'm really digging her. Hopefully she makes it out of this in one piece. I think she will. I think so. Um, there wasn't... There wasn't a lot here. No, I, I was just going to say this... Wait. I mean, and that unfortunately has been fairly... It's been fairly consistent, I think, with the Green Lantern Corps parts of this, of the Godhead. I don't think they've been... I think they've probably been the weakest across the board. Um, we know we know Red Lanterns wasn't particularly good in Act 1, but I think the the, the, two, the final two parts for in in their the final two issues in the acts respect and the acts pick up and I think even New Guardians which has been so so in this but core to me I'm almost more to me almost the most the most interesting stuff was in the beginning with Indigo One and, and High Father <laughs> and that was only not even a page no that's stuff you already knew was coming because it was in the preview <laughs> it, was, it was it was available in the preview of these pages but at least what's what's interesting about the whole Indigo the whole indigo thing, and we can talk about this more a little, maybe a little at the end, because part of the criticism about things that we see in this act and things that we don't see is that mm-hmm. there's no real resolution with with about what happened, what you know, what Indigo One did. That that I think there is, but I mean, some people think, oh, there's no, like hasn't been any, you know, dealing with the repercussions, but it's it's coming. Yeah, <laughs> you're going. I definitely think it's, it's something they're going to build up. Yeah, it's the new. It's a. It's a new status quo. And then now, and once we saw what happened at the end of last issue, now it also gives you a completely different perspective on the future's end issue of Green Lantern Corps, when John Stewart had that reaction to Indigo One showing up on Oa, Ooh. and he said, "Oh, I should have known you would be involved in this. You know, there's Good some call. kind of betrayal. You know, I should have known you. Know, you'd you'd have your hand in this. It's because obviously." The status quo now between the Indigo tribe and not just the Green Lanterns, but maybe all the other cores, has now changed, and and they may not necessarily always be, you know, they've just been maybe wild cards from now on. Sometimes they'll maybe on your side, sometimes they may not be. But up to this point, they'd always been on your side. So when we saw that Future's End issue, it just seemed like, oh, this is just kind of like really bitter, really bitter, borderline nuts, John Stewart, and that's the reason why he was reacting the way he did. And you know, you, you do bring up a good point that we never quite know where they where they will land. Because even when they first appeared way back during the whole Blackest Night, the first time they appeared, she actually euthanized the Green Lantern, put him, you know, pretty much killed him. That is true. Going when back she first appeared. Yep, and going back to even what Johns had said about the fact that, uh, you know, the Indigos are not going to be the Indigos are not going to be what you thought they were, what you are, what you imagined they were going to be. So, I mean, I, I think, yes, definitely I think we're going to see more of that. And it's and it, it, in a way it's kind of – in a way it's kind of crappy because the Indigo tribe has always been – has been pretty cool and they have been allies. But it does certainly throw a little – you know, throw a little monkey wrench into the things. And so a little gremlin in the works once in a while makes it interesting. So I think that – and it's – plus it takes away – as we've seen before in, in some in, – some of the people that are again and either anti-emotional spectrum or anti the usual all the cores coming together to you know have to come together at the end of the day and fight in space or somewhere that at least this changes that dynamic too because they can't just rely on the indigo tribe just you know when, when in doubt dial up the indigo tribe true so but other than that you know bo- you know maybe maybe borderline too or too fast to turn as far as why they're able to inflict damage now and they weren't before. But 
especially uh, you know John Stewart. He hadn't done. He hadn't fared all that well. He fared better than many other lanterns against the new gods, but he hadn't had a great amount of success. So maybe that was too quick a turn. But other than that, <clears throat> it was a. It was a. It was an. I think it was an okay to good issue, but I don't think it was. I don't think it was certainly not one of the strongest parts in in this act. No, it, it just moved things pretty much right along. It yeah, just moved it, it absolutely. Straight to the next scene, next happening. And the in the again the the. It, not not really the depressed Saint Walker, more like the uh, the, the whole kind of martyr Saint Walker. It's like, oh God, no! <laughs> it's like we can't do it. It's like, uh, uh, we gotta run. We gotta. It's like I don't know. I think that's kind of stretching it a little too far. <laughs> but at least we, at least luckily, we won't be dealing with that for more than a couple more issues. <laughs> Spoilers. Let's not spoil spoiler it. alert. Because you know it's terrible when they kill him. Oops. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> <laughs> All will not be well anymore. <laughs> All right, so New Guardians. With the worst cover perhaps ever seen. 37. Ugh, yeah. That, who can approve that cover, honestly? Kyle looks like he's on crack. Doesn't look like Kyle. Looks like he's wearing a jumpsuit, not even a, not even a costume. Looks like he's trying to use the bathroom. That's yeah, the or, or he can't. Or he wants to, but he can't. His lips. <laughs> yes, and then he's got like a uh, false staff in the background. Oh, I mean, High Father, or whoever he's supposed, to, or, or Santa, whoever he's supposed to be. <laughs> I don't know, Bullstag, whoever. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. Sorry, didn't want to steal your thunder there. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. All right, so we pick up on old Genesis, which is you know the planet below New Genesis, as. Kyle and uh, Carol are trying to figure out what to do next because, of course, she's kind of ticked at him about what happened. And um, at first, Kyle doesn't quite realize what she's talking about until she, you know, she's actually she actually ends up tearing up talking about it too, about how he turned her into Alex. And you know, she said she was Alex, how she had her memories, her thoughts, and remembered being with you, and remembered dying, and you know. She tells him, you know, you don't know what what that was like. So Kyle's kind of feeling bad because, you know, once again, yeah, he has all this power and he, like you guys said, he kind of doesn't seem to really know what to do with it or he fumbles with it a lot. You know, doesn't quite ever really learn how to uh, master it. A fumbleaya, fumblerooski. <laughs> exactly. And then, of course, out of all people, Metron appears because, you know, his main thing is keeping the balance of the universe. He's not really. Well, this is me saying he's not really good or bad, but he just serves the balance. So in this, he actually gives them a hand and gives them a mother box, which I know some – well, I will touch that later. A mother box, so we'll figure out if they know how to use it or if they even can use it. Um, he doesn't really make any comment. I don't even think he tells them how to use it, but when he drops it, it does start to ping, so maybe he pre-programmed it. So in the catacombs beneath New Genesis, we do have Mal and Guy and St. Walker all talking. And for some reason, I don't know why John would leave that damn mace that he just had because it was such a damn great weapon. But he leaves it behind when they boomed out. Go figure. Well, I think the handle broke. I think the handle was broken by the end of the last issue. Oh, yeah, he I did break so. it on the dude's face. Yeah. <laughs> well, he could have constructed a new handle. <laughs> So Mal decides he's finally going to actually help them. Um, I think even St. Walker might have inspired him a little bit because he, 
he tells him he wish he could help ease his pain because he could tell, you know, he's hurt from the blast he took, which is weird that it didn't convert him into a mindless soldier. It just kind of burned him, but whatever. Um, so he booms out to go steal the rings that all father, um, that all father stole from all the different cores. Meanwhile, uh, guy and Saint Walker trying to figure out what to do next. When suddenly the boom tune opens and in comes Kyle and Carol. Which, of course, St. Walker has an ear-to-ear grin almost literally when he sees Kyle. And he just, you know, there's joy back in his life. He's happy. Um, So, of course, we know what should be coming not too far along. So, anyway, the group is still trying to figure out what to do when they end up being ambushed by more soldiers. Um, Kyle tells John to trust him and to drop his shield. Kyle confronts the soldiers, and then, of course, what he realizes is they will not kill or hurt Kyle. They have orders. you know, They're not allowed to kill him. So he takes advantage of that, and he pretty much bum-rushes the soldiers, and they all kind of fight the soldiers and uh, almost get themselves killed until you know John kind of steps in and does a little damage until Kyle steals one of the soldiers' staffs and once again starts turning their own weapons against them. Uh, meanwhile, back in the Singularity Stockade, the the I want to call them the New Guardians, but yeah, the Templar Guardians actually is what they're called. Uh, finally, decide that they must act because, of course, they can get themselves out of a uh, out of the stasis things that they're in. Uh, they say they must act. Then John confronts All Father. Uh, actually, John, Carol, and the rest of them all confront All Father, who. Uh, return who I think he comes down there right he comes down to the catacombs after his soldiers it looks yes that's what it yeah he goes down there and of course um he's able to actually transform his mace into different weaponry just kind of like the weaponer did with it um Kyle ends up using the staff to destroy the weapon but of course once he gets the ring he realizes that it doesn't work and all father tells him that um the scepter is merely a tool the ring unnecessary you know, once you have the life equation, basically you control it. It's in you, is basically what he says. And he blasts everybody. He says you're no longer required, and he blasts everybody. And there's just steam coming up from where everybody just was, which is Saint Walker, Kyle, John, and Carol. wasn't It wasn't. Actually, I like this issue better than the last issue in New Guardians. Because that was that that was the last issue was really uh, Kyle and Chump and Chumpsville pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> this issue this issue is at least a little better. And he's ma- faring he's definitely faring better with his process of what he his plans I should yes. say. Yes, and plus it does help that he has everybody with him and not just not just his quote unquote main squeeze <laughs> as annoying as that is. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other subject we'll get to when we get to the annual. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um. One of the, probably, to me, the most interesting thing was when they, when the new guardians were talk, the Templar guardians were explaining things to the Green Lanterns about how it's time to act. That we know when when Jeruk is going, Jeruk must be freed. Jeruk will fight. Hulk smash. <laughs> that uh, when when the Templar guardians make it clear that you know you are powerless here because the stockade drains the power of the rings, but our power comes from a different source. So that's kind of interesting too. That, that was that was that the white light that they used. 
I'm not sure if that's supposed to imply that they're using the white light. Maybe. You could make you definitely could read that read into that because it is a white background, just like Kyle's background is white also when he's going to say I'm, I'm going to get my ring back. I'm I'm trying to think when they first freed the the first lantern. I I'm trying to remember what color they used cuz I th- think they did kind of they think they used to use the white energy, but we'll look into that for some other time. But uh the artist here he's pretty solid, but he he has some room to grow. Um is there two different artists? Hold on. Yes. Uh yes. Actually, there might be three, right? Oh, wow. Let me get to the title. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jeez. There is Diogenes Neves and uh, Rodney Buscemi on pencils and, like, three different inkers. Okay, so, yeah, the first guy is very anime-ish with his style, kind of, but I like the second artist much better. But overall, the the art, like you said, the overall, the art is pretty good. It is pretty solid, and it's almost seamless their their styles are almost seamless one artist has a better detail but you know it works it still works it's not too jarring when they switch artists because that that really does take you out sometimes take you out of the flow of the book when you when it's just completely all when the styles are so completely different and it's like uh no at least they didn't even do it like during a fight scene because that makes it even worse yes absolutely you know, they inserted a little uh, interlude kind of with the with the guardian Templar guardians before they get back to the fight with the new artist, so it's not not too too jarring. But a pretty so, good, pretty good issue though. Yeah, your boy Saint Walker, you know, he's he's happy again. Yeah, <laughs> at least he he's he's crying. He's so happy. <laughs> Maybe that's hitting rock bottom. <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> and Kyle admit, admits that he was wrong about a lot of things. Or about the things he's been doing. Which will be interesting to see how that shakes out, even though we know we only have like a couple of issues for it to shake out. <laughs> yeah. At least before at least until the book his book ends. The current run of the book anyway. <clears throat> so uh, let's do Red Lanterns, number thirty seven, which is part four of Godhead. Um, are we This is still Soul, okay. Yes. Yeah. He's on he's on to the end. Oh, okay. I thought the last like issue or two was somebody else. But go oh, ahead. wait, hold on. No, uh, maybe. No, you might be right. You are right. You're right. You're right. I'm, I'm think. I'm thinking. I'm thinking Jordan with New Guardians. I'm wrong. Yeah, Sewell. I think. I think Sewell, this might. This might be Sewell's. This possibly. This might be Sewell's last issue. Mm. I like the beginning of this, uh, of. Uh, this reminds me of Superboy Prime. <laughs> did you did I did you think of that at all or no? You... I didn't, but now that you mentioned it, I could I could see the similarities. Yeah, it reminds the, the John John and excuse me uh, Simon and Guy are trapped in trapped in this uh, like this energy cube in around uh, like energy that would incinerate them supposedly if they try if they get out of the the cube they'll they'll incinerate. But it does. It looked to me when I first saw it. It reminds me very much of how they had Superboy Prime imprisoned after a crisis on Infinite. I mean, uh, Infinite Crisis. Mm-hmm. Uh, when uh, the Green Lanterns were basically keeping him prisoner and making a red, a fake red sun to keep him prisoner until, of course, the Sinestro Corps one shot. <laughs> so uh, Simon and Guy are having conversations. You know, that, you know this is a they told us what this is, Gardner. It's a miracle cell. 
and that's when you get the the exposition. Yeah, the expl the explanation exposition that if we that if we try do get out of here, even we can bust through. You know, we're gonna incinerate. And guy accurately, you know, counters that by saying, you know, we don't know that Simon. We just know they that's what they told us. And while they're having their conversation, guys thinking these things inside of him about basically it's 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 a conversation but at the same point you know he keeps throwing in the red lanterns that have you know have died basically following him and being loyal to him and the whole idea is that you know about you know how the the horrible things that happen everywhere every day and the fact that even with the damn this damn ring and all the power it gives me he still feels helpless but good I, I love how Soul started this issue off because the very first panel, it's it's Guy talking to himself. You know, half the things I saw on the beat as a cop back in Baltimore and half the things I see as a lantern. That's his thoughts. And then he says Scalix. So you're like, what the hell's going on? And then he starts talking about other things. And in between that, he's saying the names of all the Red Lanterns that he's lost. Right. So it takes a second for you to really realize, oh, he's talking about all the things that piss him off, all the things that get him angry. And it's it's beautiful because it really plays into all the stuff that Simon is kind of talking about. And for a while there, it's like Simon is just talking, 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 and Guy is in his own world as he's building up this rage. Absolutely, because at this point, following up on some of the things they did last issue, that we know that Guy's pretty much at the point where he kind of thinks like almost like he, you know, he he's just like you know he's just poison to anybody that you know, basically anybody that allies up with him is gonna you know gonna die. And, and and if anybody he you know guy can get to fight with him or gives a nice speech to say yeah you need to fight with me they all end up dying and guy survives and guy's at the point where he, he can't you know he doesn't want to and he can't deal with that anymore that he's pretty much sick of sick of losing another soldier you know so yeah, he's survivor's guilt yes so so all these thoughts going through uh all these thoughts going through Gardner's head are to basically his way of getting himself as pumped up and as angry as he can be. He tells, you know, Simon says, no, he says, he says to Simon, uh, shield up, you know, I'm going to put everything into this. Now you do the same. And basically guy is able to use the red ring to bust out of the cube. Uh, they do guys does start burning. Uh, then Simon's able to put them both briefly, like in an energy sphere, which lasts for a while. And then, then they, Basically, they crash down into, well, not really the ground, but to to the to the base, kind of like the basement of the or the metal floor of the of below where they were being held prisoner. You can still see the smoke coming off of both of them. You know, as they both are kind of like staggering to their feet, they you know they see you see a shadow or they see a shadow and and they hear a voice going, "You are fools. There is no escape from a miracle cell." <laughs> and guy being guy is like, I don't know, Malhedron. Looks like we just did. <laughs> so Malhedron is wearing his armor. Kind of looks like uh, either a Croyer or, or you remember Micronauts? <laughs> or no? Barely. 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 Yeah. He kind of reminds me of not, more like uh, a Croyer's brother, Prince Shaitan's armor. But that's what it, he's still wearing his his armor. And Guy and Simon are about ready to you know throw down with him again if he needs to. Yeah, Malhedron goes. Look at you guys. You, you guys. You, you you can barely stand up, and and you and and you and you really you really want to fight me again? And it's like you know you're gonna lose. 
And that's when Melhedron kind of, re- you know, he takes off his helmet and he reveals, you know, these the burnt and scarred side of his face. He says he took one hit from All Father Scepter yeah. and it did this to him. Yeah, that, that, that doesn't raise your prospect for victory a lot. <laughs> he, he spit at me and this is what happened. <laughs> yeah, he looks like Freddy Krueger. Yeah, he does. Or or like a kind of like a Doctor Doom Two Face kind of thing over there. Yeah. Yeah. So like Cor- Corwin said, he mentions that he took one hit from High Father, and I did it to save your fellow ring bearers. Of course, Guy picks up on that and he goes, "What other ring bearers?" He goes, you were not High Father's only prisoners. You know, he held many, many greens, yellows, violets. I was able to save some of them. And that's when uh, Malhedron kind of begins, and he follows it up in a second, too, about explaining more and more about what his motives are. You know, that a final battle approaches, and I realize that I did not want High Father to win, so I betrayed him. He goes... Only your kind, the ring bearers, can oppose him, which seems weird because up to this point we haven't seen any evidence of this. He's <laughs> just been getting spanked left and right. That's right. If, guys, if you only knew what I knew, then you'd, you wouldn't be getting your ass. Uh, so, I freed your fellows. They're hiding on New Genesis. He goes, um, Guy pretty much has had enough of Malhedron, and he, he's pretty much going. Come on, Simon. We'll, we'll basically we'll you know we'll, we'll find we'll find the other you know the other ring bearers and everybody else on on our own. And basically, Malhedron kind of wants to be heard or understood. He goes, "Won't you, considering everything I've done for you, all of you, basically, will you not? Won't you just let me speak my mind and tell you why I did what I did?" And Malhedron says, or admits, that it's because High Father has lost his way. You know, when he began in his efforts to solve the life equation, you know, High Father obtained one ring of every color. He used them to make a weapon. So Malhedron continues. He says that I have seen what the rings can do. You and your ring bearer comrades need them if you ha- if you are to have any hope of resisting High Father's coming assault. And this is a kind of an interesting thing because Guy asked, did he get a blue ring too? And Malhedron replies, yes. Guy, talk about hope. <laughs> That's the one we need. A blue, a blue ring could change everything. Yes, possibly. But, it's, but it gets a little better in the mm-hmm. next page. And he goes, uh, but Guy asks Malhedron, do you know where the rings are? And he goes, unfortunately for you, I do. And how do we pronounce his name? Halt? Yalt? <laughs> Yalt. Yeah, probably Yalt, something like that. I'm terrible at pronunciation, so you're asking the wrong person. High Father's weaponsmith, you know, he's holding the rings, he's studying them, he's a tinkerer. He probably wants to make something out of them. (laughs) Maybe like a flower. (laughs) Oh, look, earrings! Uh, It's like, you won't beat him in a full-on assault, you'll need guile. And uh, Malhedron points points them in the proper direction, and he goes... It's like, like, how do we do this? He he knows you, right, Melhedron? Maybe you can distract him, and somehow Guy and I can. Simon says this, you know, how that somehow, you know, so maybe Guy and I can sneak in then and get the rings. And he goes, "Do you not understand when I told you I would that I betrayed High Father? I am trying to prevent him from slaughtering your people. He is better than that, but I do not wish to die in the process. If I am seen anywhere on New Genesis, it means my death." So bringing you here is my last errand and my last attempt at atonement. And then he kind of wanders off. And Guy goes, okay, you know what? I'll go. I'll distract you all. 
I'll draw them away from the rings, and you can grab them. And goes, all right, Simon? Simon. <laughs> and, of course, Simon's already floating in the air, and Guy goes, like, what are you doing? And he goes, yeah, you think I haven't been paying attention, Guy? It's like, you, you were going to sacrifice yourself again, <laughs> just like you just like you did on Earth, and just like you did when you insisted that you wanted to come to New Genesis. And just like you did back in that miracle cell. It's like, I'm sick of it, Gardner. It disgusts me. Life, all life is precious, and I won't let you do it. You're convinced that people die because you fight for what's right? Well, maybe they do sometimes. Maybe that's the price. Maybe that's what right costs. You don't have to – and he goes, you don't have to fight, guy. But know that this time someone will die if you don't. And in, in between Simon finishing that sentence, he blasts Yalt on – and all of a sudden, he comes He comes out packing with everything. <laughs> he's got a gun. He's got a sword. You name it, he probably has it. And it's called uh, Yalt over there is all happy. He's like, ooh, ring bearers, a red and a green. It's like, this will be a fascinating field test. <laughs> and that pisses Simon off. And it goes, this isn't a test. And he's, you know, he throws swords down at him. It goes, it's not an experiment. It's not a game. People are dying. You're not a god. And once again, it's like it's like fighting Spock over here. Fascinating. <laughs> uh, he turns what he turns his gun and and, and blasts Simon. Uh, while Guy was trying to get the rings, he has this sentinel-looking robot over there going unauthorized contaminant detected. Cleansing. And that just pisses Guy off. It's like contaminant, <laughs> but in but Guy was in the process was able to break into the, the sphere. That contained all the missing rings. He put on the second red ring. He goes, "Screw you, pal!" And he blasts the robot. <laughs> Simon, meanwhile, is still uh, still fighting y- Yalt there. Um, and little and some interesting points y- Yalt is making to Simon is like, most of my observations of these rings of yours suggest they are primarily used as weapons. This seems wasteful. Do you not realize they might work equally well for any number of purposes? <laughs> For instance, the blue ring appears to instill a sense of hope. Imagine such a device used in conjunction with an attempt to pacify an unruly population. Which is kind of what we did see before (laughs) in Red Lanterns, I believe, when they use that that pacifying light. Uh, Hope is a powerful intoxicant, indeed. (laughs) Why? And Simon just says, shut up. (laughs) That was very rude of you. (laughs) You are such an impolite. I assumed he was going to say specimen before Guy pukes red vomit, napalm all over him. He goes, I have the rings. And and Simon's all ready to go, okay, let's go. Like, no, we like we can't, you know. Yalt over there won't be down for long, and we need to get away clean. And he comes up with this cute, guy comes up with this cute little plan about, <laughs> he has Simon make footballs, and he keeps the top of the footballs, you know, open. And then guy kind of like puts like basically like red napalm essentially in there. Uh, not, he doesn't vomit it out, but he shoots it out of his ring. So he just fills it basically with red flames, red napalm, and then they drop this whole crap load of footballs on y'all. <laughs> that was that was pretty that was pretty impressive. <laughs> right, it's, it's, it's wonderful how they do it too. He yeah, he like he like teases. I was like, so oh, I, I'm okay. Thinking, oh, that's like, no, it. You're and not. then all of a sudden he looks up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and Simon, brilliant. Up, like fifteen more coming down. Hey, <laughs> guy. Yup. <laughs> He goes, let's go find the others. Blue, yellow, orange, green, and violet. He goes, I'll keep the second red. Might come in handy later. He goes, goes, sure, no one else will take it. (laughs) 
where do we take the rest? At that point, the sapphire ring says, you know, it basically detects a, a worthy recipient and goes off, which we'll find, you know, who gets that ring shortly. Um, the interesting comment is when they talk about, when Guy mentions, we have to get the blue ring to St. Walker. Wherever he is, he can supercharge us. You know about that. And Simon kind of points out, he's like, it's like, yeah, it's like, don't you think I've done done my homework about <laughs> But the interesting thing is that guy assumes that he's that the blue ring would supercharge reds. Yeah, and it's one thing I do miss that you know they kind of just and I think there's an I think it could work between you can the rings. work around that without it being a pure retcon because I think we've and I think we've talked about it before, a long time ago I think related to um, might have been somewhat related to War of the Green Lanterns but certainly it was related to Lights Out. That I think there's just certain powers that are defaulted, that are automatically defaulted to rings. And it doesn't mean you can't turn them off, but, but, you, but you have to know what the hell you're doing. So it's like, so like when Kyle was blue in War of the Green Lanterns, he couldn't help True. but amp up the greens because that's the natural default ability of the blue. But if it was St. Walker in a situation like that, I believe he could, def- he could do that. He, he could control it. Just like it's interesting that you know, the guy would make that comment about the blue supercharging. Because first of all, he wasn't there when the only the only other. I personally think he's probably correct. I think, and I and that's some, as we get to the annual, I'll talk about this again because I think it's kind of important because it's something. Not it's not necessarily what we saw, but what we didn't. But I but we've only seen the blues be able to supercharge indigos so far, other than greens. And that's what happened and how they were able to – where the Blues all sacrificed mm-hmm. themselves to get St. Walker and Carol and everybody off of uh, – but Ilpis before it uh, – before Relic dis- – yeah, before Relic destroyed it. But – so, he, so he's, he's just assuming that it would so supercharge – and I don't know – unless I'm forgetting something, I don't know what, why Guy would, would, would automatically assume that's the case. Or he just basically just doesn't – maybe he just doesn't really understand the power. He just knows it, it amps up green, so he assumes it would amp up every color. Um, but uh, – so Simon and Guy uh, talk. You know, Simon wants to make sure Guy un- kind of understands, you know, that uh, – you know, more or less just not to throw his life away or just not go out there with a death wish. It's like – you know, if you shut up, guy. I would have died fighting. You know, Yolt without you. You know, the lanterns wouldn't have. You know, the lanterns wouldn't have a chance in the next battle. If that, you know, if that had happened. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. He, he points live. out that and people don't yes, die very, because very guy Gardner fights point. evil. You could tell, he says they you know, live. You could, you could tell with like the ellipse there. The guy is actually taking it to heart and and thinking it over. Especially when, it, like, right in the panel underneath, he goes, "Let's go fight some evil." <laughs> so now, in New Genesis, elsewhere, uh, we, we see what happened to John, Carol, Saint Walker, and Kyle after High Father blasted, you know, sent them away. And he goes, "You know, High Father's blast. You know, he wasn't just try- he wasn't trying to destroy us. He just was." And Saint Walker finishes Carol's thought. He was moving us, taking us out of the fight. But why, Walker? That doesn't make any sense. And the, you know. The, the Templar Guardians show up, and they kind of tell, you know, give their little, almost like a rallying point here. It's like, you know, you know, we're the only, you know, we are the only hope you have, you know, but not the only hope because, you know, the White Lantern lives, St. Walker points out. But if you have a plan to save us, then then tell us. It's like, we have an idea. 
you know, there is almost no chance it will succeed. <laughs> but if it is even possible to be saved, it will not be the Guardians who do it. It will be all of you. Find out the plan in Sinestro 8. <laughs> I still like them more than the other Guardians. Come on, but it doesn't mean that, again. It doesn't mean... Then again, that's not... That's 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 kind of like uh, having a, a pissing contest between like Saddam Hussein and, and Hitler and Stalin. It's like somebody so, you're gonna like some guy's gonna be the lesser of the three evils. But what does it really mean at the end of the day? <laughs> you're still screwed. So I like this issue though. I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely step up. Of course, from the previous that you guys. Well, the first one that you guys were uh, really down on, which I agree was just completely and useless, Simon, Simon and Guy are a good team. Um, they do definitely make a good team. Uh, let me flip through a little bit. Yeah, I mean, this the, it, this book really got me at the intro, just that first part with them trying to escape and Mal having to save their butts. But even the Hyatt is a pretty cool, pretty cool new god. I mean, you could there's a, lots of Kirby influence with the way his helmet, the glows on his yeah, helmet, and yeah, he, his he was one of the cooler looking new gods. There's no doubt about that. Solid stuff. <laughs> Maybe yeah, he and Arkillo came out for beers. Is, yeah. <laughs> 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 I don't think so. We never get to see what he looks like either, does do we? Inside the armor. Now, refresh my memory with this. Does it? It doesn't really matter how many rings a lantern has, right? Does it make sense that guy? Well, actually, I guess if we take the future's end into it. Could into it, I, I guess mean, it does make a difference how I many think it red goes rings back they're and, holding. It's, it's debatable. It goes back and forth. It's like whether it. It might. Like with the greens, like going back to like Emerald Twilight, it was like you know, did having all the extra, having all the extra. Ri- all the extra rings. Once Hal was able to like recharge his ring, you know, fully again, did it really make a difference? Maybe, maybe it did. But psychologically, it might make a difference because it might make you feel that you're stronger and and, and more invincible. And then that's and because it comes down to will, that would be. <laughs> now, yeah, with I don't know. I think it does. It doesn't hurt. I mean, I think there's always kind of been an, a notion, about, at least with some colors, that having more rings. Wasn't there wasn't there something with the Sinestro Corps that somebody was offered like a second ring if they did something at one point? Yeah, so I think it's that same it's that it's that same kind of concept yes. that I guess yeah. that even if again even if it is mostly psychological, it's just the fact or maybe a, like a failsafe too in case one ring de- powers down and you still have something left in the other. But I don't know. It's an interest. It's a good good point, Corbin. It's inter- It's an, it's interesting. It's like a, almost like a philosophical debate whether you think whether you would think that it would. Whether it makes that much, you know, that much of a difference or not. You, you know what would probably would have made the biggest difference with this issue when Guy actually breaks out of that prison if they would have give us a percentage of his ring. That's true. If it would have been like ten percent, then okay, you know, we would it would make more That's sense. True. But that would have been a. Because you don't get a, you don't really get a whole lot of that. I think in most in most of this part of Godhead, right? You don't this act. I don't think you get. I don't know if you get that at all, really. No. Yeah. <laughs> Who needs percentages? No percentages. <laughs> the reservoir is full for now. We don't care anymore. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> yeah, that thing. Oh 
um, I really don't yeah, have anything else with the issue. It's just that's, it's, it's that's pretty solid. It's fun. It was it was a very very fun issue, and that if that is uh, Charles Sewell's last issue, that was certainly a good way to go out. That's true. That would be cool too. Uh, hopefully, they give him I an epilogue epilogue after all this if, to really uh, if, close if up. 30, 38 or thirty nine was his last issue, but. I mean, if, if this isn't, it'd bother if it's 38 or 39. Um, but, yes. Very good issue. Paving the way for yet another good issue, which is the one you're looking forward to. <laughs> oh, yes. Sinestro number eight. Uh, before we get there, though, in the back of this issue, they have the, uh, the covers, the original and the remake homage covers from all these Lantern books, so you can see where it was inspired from. And the one with uh, for the Green Lantern with Black Hand, Hal, and Orion is actually a hom- homage to the Demon number thirteen. Yeah, I I got to tell you though that that quote unquote homage to Commandy is horrible. I used to, I, I liked Commandy. I remember reading that when oh. I was a kid. But <laughs> yeah. my God, there's and I got to be honest with you, I, I think I like the the Van Skyver annual cover better than the original. <laughs> that's for sure. That one, that that's one of the ones where the, oh, yes. the new version trumps it. But the uh, yeah, the OMAC the OMAC one is pretty cool too. That's not that goes that goes nicely with the Green Lantern Corps one. But God, that new Guardians one, they, they that I, I that's just hard to. I might I th- I think stick figures would have been better. They could have picked a better cover <laughs> to do definitely. A flip book, make your own flip book. <laughs> All right, so we pick up on New Genesis where Sinestro is uh, hiding out in the alley, dodging um, New God soldiers that are, you know, scouring the area. When he uh, uses his ring to find scan for targets because he's trying to find uh, basically a mother box, you know, the technology he seeks is what he says. So he finds one of his uh, Sinestro Corps members that have been converted, as well as another. Uh, his name's Devil Dog, as well as another New God soldier. So he immediately takes out Devil Dog, one of his old, the converted, and pretty much parallaxes up to take on this soldier. And you know, it's he's super boastful. He's definitely trying to be intimidating to this soldier, trying to get you know him to do what he wants. He wants the mother box. He wants to know how to control it, how to open wormholes. And then that's when he learns that the mother box is attuned to the person who carries it, that you know, only the person it's meant for can open boom tubes. So Sinestro just says, Okay, well, you're kinda useless, so Parallax must feed and he lets Parallax pretty just chew this guy up. So then uh Sinestro kinda studies the device and kinda figures out tries to plan what he's going to do next. Um he tries to call Parallax back and we see some hesitation in it, Parallax and Sinestro says, don't make me repeat myself, and then Parallax falls in line. Uh, he then the, Sinestro then actually calls out Allfather in front of all his soldiers. Well, actually, before then, um, the Violet Ring flies by, and then he tracks it down and sees that Carol gets her ring, and he meets, of course, Kyle and uh, John and the Templar Lanterns and Saint Walker. And, of course... Being the person that he is, Sinestro decides it's going to be his power to save the universe. He's going to be the one to, you know, save the day. 
So eventually John decides to go off with uh, Sinestro and um, basically put his plan into effect. Uh, let me see. It's really easy to kind of skip some of the smaller details if you're, if you're not paying attention to it. But Okay, yeah, he says it's fortunate that the Yellow Lanterns are around to um, kind of help. Well, it's fortunate the Yellow Lanterns are able to spare your delicate sensibilities from the truth. There's just more rhetoric between him and John about what to do and how to get get things done. Uh, Meanwhile, Allfather's kind of um, rallying his troops, trying to get ready to uh, invade Earth when – I I can't remember her name. The girl that Sinestro's – Becca has it, you know, he's infatuated with. She's trying to talk to Allfather, letting him know that, you know, you can't underestimate these lanterns. They have significant resistance. You know, you got to be careful. And Allfather is pretty much boastful and prideful. And he's, you know, he says they're inconsequential. He possesses the life equation. Nobody can really stop him. And then, of course, you know, she points out that he should proceed with caution. The people at Earth did turn back dark side. And at that kind of part, uh, Sinestro appears telling, you know, High Father that he should listen to her warnings that the people of Earth always prove more trouble than expected. And then he tries to greet and talk to All Father on equal footing. You know, he claims himself to be Thal Sinestro, the greatest of all the lanterns, and he comes to offer counsel uh, to talk on equal footing, as he puts it, which All Father kind of smirks at and laughs at him. Uh, Sinestro then lets loose Parallax against him or oh, actually not Parallax he does a dark side construct against him which uh, Allfather is able to you know, easily kind of beat down and he pretty much smacks the crap out of Sinestro and knocks him out of uh, Parallax mode I guess you can say so he kind of knocks Sinestro around once or twice and then you know Sinestro kind of whispers to Despolis. He's like, are you? And then we realize that when he tried to attack Allfather, he planted uh, Despolis on him. So, of course, the virus-sized Yellow Lantern is now invading the mother box to reprogram it. Um, so then the Boom Tomb actually opens up on its own, which kind of surprises everybody. Because before this, Allfather was telling them to program the Boom Tomb so they can get to Earth. So once the Boom Tomb actually opens, Sinestro escapes through it. And of course, all father is all uh, boastful that okay, well, you know, there's nothing to worry about. Let's all go through. So then he leads his army through the boom tube. Yeah, did you? Yeah, I'm with you. I, I still with me. This is the one you've been waiting for. I wasn't going to interrupt <laughs> until unless I absolutely had to. <laughs> <laughs> I like well, this. Yeah, I like this series. Oh, so what do you think? I, think? I certainly think it. Obviously, Sinestro has been working his magic on Becca, because if nothing else, she's just kind of like, she's definitely becoming the voice of, uh, if not reason, she's certainly the voice yeah, of not... restraint. And yeah, and but but that's Warning. not necessarily yeah. all surprising because we know there's a lot of there are a bunch. Even though Malhedron's the only one who's really done anything about it, we know there are other new gods, including obviously Metron too, that think all father that kind of high fathers there is off the chain himself and he needs to be put back on it speaking of which so one of the questions that came out of this issue or at least for some people is when high father smacks sinestro and parallax gets quote unquote knocked either knocked out of him or he gets knocked out of parallax mode 
What do you think happened? Do you think Parallax is out of him? Do you think he left without Parallax? Or do you think it more or less, he just, because that's, it's, I don't know, it raises an, it raises a question as we about, which also, also factors into the next issue that we're about to do. That, uh, do you think he still has Parallax in him? Or do you think, essentially, Parallax was, has been left somewhere on New Genesis or escaped before, before Sinestro could rein him back in again? That's a good question. I just assumed that I did too. Within but him. I think, just, but some people have pointed access out, the some power people I know have raised that question about because, especially when we we get to the annual, and uh, you don't really see parallax at all in this issue, and the question so that I think I think that fed that or feeds that idea to to some people that maybe he doesn't have parallax anymore because why wouldn't he? Why would not he have you know, used him? Even though, go ahead. Used. You, you, you would think that they'd actually mention something about it. He'd make some kind of comment, or you know, and that could would, happen in the next issue. There'd be some kind of mention of it. But as I, what I thought was true, what I kind of speculated true. was that maybe part of why he didn't do it is because, as Sinestro himself has pointed out, that he can moving beyond when he keeps Parallax completely inside of him, when he becomes Parallax, which is essentially letting Parallax out. Of, of some of the internal restraints that he has. he got, As he's pointed out before, that even though he did do a much better job at controlling Parallax than anybody else ever has, you know, right off the bat, he, he even, Sinestro had to admit that there was going to come a time and place when he wasn't going to be able to control Parallax anymore. So maybe because he's had Parallax in him, infused to him or whatever for so long now, that maybe there are smaller periods of time that he's able to access that power before Parallax starts... Kind of like, yes, overpowering as well. Kind of like in the uh, overpowering him yeah. when when Brainiac took over Doomsday's body, and as it, during that miniseries, they and they they just kept and as it went on, Doomsday kept you know more and more kept pushing out Brainiac you know until he basically forced Brainiac to to give up the body because because he was you know he kept fighting it and getting stronger. Of course, Doomsday we know is different because of his ability to adapt, but I but it could be that same kind of idea that the longer he the more times he accesses Parallax, the more time, the more influence Parallax has on him, the, the more difficult it is to control him for periods, for any real length of time. Time. Well, I guess the real question is whether a High Father knocked him out of the mode true. or he intentionally powered down. It, it, yeah. I, I mean – I yeah. think it looks like he was caught, caught by surprise, though. It really does look like I, he I wasn't agree. expecting That's, that but blow. I, I, my, until I hear otherwise, or even until Sinestro says something otherwise, I'm going to assume Parallax is still inside him. And, and if Parallax was free, I'm pretty certain he'd be chomping down on whatever he can find. He'd be, you know, he's he's pretty hungry, obviously, from... The few times that and he you would has also, been and fed, you would also so I would think assume he'd be out there is, wreaking havoc. He kind of would almost have to and show a panel of him escaping. If he was just, if, especially even if he was just trying to fly off New Genesis, you think you would at least yeah. show that as, as opposed to, unless it's one of those things where they're kind of trying to, trying to see who's paying attention or not. Like another thing we'll come back to after the end of the annual, talking about loose threads that were never really touched upon related to another character, that, that sometimes you don't know if they're purposely not doing it. Even though, they, 
you always want to give them the benefit of the doubt that they haven't forgotten. But it also makes you wonder, like, if they're doing going to do it, you know, if, if they're just not mentioning it on purpose or or whether it's, you know, maybe maybe somebody did kind of at least short term. We kind of we kind of gave this person this. Maybe we should at least mention it. Nah, it's all right. <laughs> nah. <laughs> the, the, the seventh law of the new guard, of the guardians <laughs> happens to be. Oh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Coke, not Pepsi. Move on. Uh, I liked. I it was Sinestro was one of my favorite issues in this arc. So. Oh yeah. This this series, Colin Bunn is just oh, he's doing great things. I haven't really read his Lobo, but he's also doing great things with Magneto. So yeah, he does a really good job, you know, and it's certainly he, he has an eye for even the though bad it wasn't in this sure. issue, but it was nice, like the last issue having Van Skyver back. That was awesome. That was that was pretty that was pretty impressive. Oh yeah. And this artist here too. I mean, it's it's not consistent through the whole book, but especially when we get to. All yes. Father and Becca Absolutely. in that room. There's some beautiful art here. I thought there was a couple. Check the credits and make sure there isn't more than one. Yeah, there is only one penciler, so I think more. He, he definitely gave more some pages more attention Indeed. than others. But a good job and a that. Yeah, even when they have, even when the art has been different in that book so, so far since they started it, Sinestro has been. I would have been really upset that they went down to two books, even if it was only for like two or three months, and they got rid of Sinestro and they freaking kept. I know some people are, some people are upset, you know, about Core being gone, but to me, based on quality of the book, <laughs> there's, there's like no comparison. I mean, you know, like, <laughs> Sinestro, especially with you know with. with with Red Lanterns, not, even before we knew it was ending, when when the new when it was going to have to have a new creator, that you, automatically you know Sinestro to me was the best book at that point. And you know, Green Lantern has gotten better, but Sinestro, like I think Chad and I talked about, based on the based on the overall quality of the last few issues, I mean they kept the best two books right now. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Agreed. should we wrap it up? <laughs> Yeah, let's go ahead and wrap it. You know what? Going back to the whole parallax thing, it is interesting too if you realize that he attacks All Father with a construct Which would make – see, it doesn't it actually attack make, him with It makes parallax. you wonder too about, again, whether he got it knocked out of him because it makes you wonder if he was afraid that maybe if he sent parallax after him that maybe parallax, High Father could do something to either separate him from parallax or send parallax away. But yeah, yeah it is – well, he was just. Well, it makes sense he would send Darkseid because he's trying to play on his fears. So, and, but all he did was piss him off, <laughs> intimidate him. All right, Green Lantern Annual Three, right, the Godhead finale, with a beautiful Van Skyver cover. Good seeing those characters again. Just seeing, it was nice seeing Hal drawn by him again, actually. But Black Hand, even though it's 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 classic creepy Black Hand. <laughs> Yeah, get him, get him! <laughs> yeah, I love how, how like, like, over there! <laughs> and then you got Sinestro, and you got Sinestro, was like, whatever, <laughs> come on, dummies. <laughs> see, I didn't take it that way, but I guess like I, I, I could see gods. how, looking at it, how you, to me, it's kind of like Sinestro, like, kind of like, uh, here's the boom tube, 
do what you were supposed to do. <laughs> but I but I could definitely see that. True. All right, so we pick up where we left off in Hal's book, which was at the Source Wall. Orion and his uh, and the Divine Guard is uh, <laughs> give it up, Greeny. <laughs> It's like as they as they plan on capturing Hal. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Black Hand is still just completely in love with the Source Wall, <laughs> and one of not to not a particularly subtle uh, picture of Relic there as this, as this issue plays out. Um, Hal point you know just says to Orion, you know I've been in tighter spots than this, you know I think I'm finished. The real fight hasn't started yet, and he goes so cocksure. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> There you go. Here we go. Here's yet another. Maybe because you still believe an army of crayon core his cores is going to rescue you. I, you almost have to think that is like an homo- <laughs> a, like you know throwing a bone to the, some disgruntled fans in a way. Between you know the rainbow core, crayon core, things like that. Um, so Hal, you know Hal's still looking for backup here. Like Black Hand, <laughs> now would be a good, a really great time to call in your Black Lanterns and. And he's just completely nuts, and he's like, uh, he's like, so breathtaking. And Orion, and a very, in a very rare moment, Orion is actually funny. It's like he goes, you know him? I actually like him. One of you glow bugs, crazy enough to have a drink with. <laughs> and Black Hand does something really stupid, but it is interesting, that, you know, that it doesn't have the complete typical effect. That he actually touches the source wall, and Hal. Hal acts appropriately by like, don't touch the wall, you idiot! Which would have been a good thing to tell him ahead of time, you know? Even though, like I said, once we went back and we, we viewed Green Lantern, we realized yeah. that Black Hand had any powers of observation, he would have realized there was a chance something bad could happen. <laughs> but since he's not really alive, that's why he probably doesn't didn't think twice about it. But Black Hand touches, touches the source yeah. wall, he starts reacting, and his arms first start t- turning solid. And... During this whole time, he starts reciting the, you know, his, the Black Lantern Oath. And Orion's pretty much completely impressed that he's resisting, you know, the th- becoming part of the wall. So as he completes his Black Lantern Oath, we get a nice little, you know, pull open spread. Four page spread in which basically, all, <laughs> if yeah. not everything, almost everything that was ever <laughs> stuck into the source wall and became part of it has now become a black lantern and is being pulled out with of course right in the middle next to black hand is relic <laughs> well that'll be the last time we see relic in this issue what's that twice already <laughs> we should have like a clicker to keep track of all the relic sightings <laughs> take a drink <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be drunk by the end and, and, and then relic shows up <laughs> one more time <laughs> uh so now Orion kind of gets the big picture of this, and he goes to Hal. He's like, is he nuts? He goes, oh, boy. <laughs> Hal's immediate concern is is only whether Black Hand can control these things. And he goes, oh, yeah, this is the big, <laughs> this, this is the biggest dead stuff I've ever found, he says. But, oh, yeah, they'll only ruin what I want them to. <laughs> and, uh... Hal's kind of like he's kind of really cocky now. He's like, that's what that's what's called the shoe being on the other foot. Now help me free the cores or the core. Uh, you new gods are tough, but not tough enough to beat an army of the undead. If you if you were, you would have gone after Black Hand's ring like you did everyone's else, everyone else's. Um, you know, but of course, uh, 
Orion was had no desire, was not planning on turning over his mother box, but of course that becomes unnecessary. A few minutes later, we hear a ping, ping, ping. And while uh, on New Genesis, you know, Metron, Metron is uh, reporting to High Father that the coordinates for the boom tube have been tampered with. It's not going to Earth as intended. Uh, he's telling Metron to, you know, change the recalibrate the coordinates but he goes we can't because someone is already in transit then we see our old friend Sinestro showing up finally being his usual kind of condescending and doesn't really care about anything else what's going on self which is well Jordan are you coming <laughs> uh, Metron reports to High Father that two life readings are returning through the tube High Father is you know typically his his cocky self. All these cocksure people should have drinks after after this is over. It's like, who would be so brazen as to venture to my domain unbeckoned? You know, Hal's, you know, talking to Sinestro while they're in the boom tube. You know, took you long enough, Sinestro? It's like, and Sinestro, it's like, you've truly outdone yourself, Jordan. Reinforcements doesn't do it justice. And Black Hand, yeah, Black Hand being nutty as a hatter again. Like, follow me, friends! And there's Relic again, right? <laughs> I think. Uh, Relic again. It's like, take a drink. So, High Father again. Not in all yep. my eons. Take a drink. You know, Sam Battle Station's Metron. We are no longer journeying to Earth. We are defending New Genesis. Let's look at, play! Look at the first thing Black Hand says on the next page. <laughs> He's nuts, but God, he is entertaining <laughs> as hell. So there's Black... There's Source Wall, Black Lanterns, up the wazoo. Hal's like, do your worst, Hand! <laughs> uh, High Father's completely stunned and doesn't know what to make of this. You know, the Source Wall is made flesh. How is this desecration possible? The Black Lanterns start, you know, whacking the crap out of Divine Guards and New Gods left and right. Halleck, you know, tells, you know, Black Hand, you make, just keep keep their army occupied. We're going after High Father. He goes, I'm so glad you convinced me to help. <laughs> Look at all these fun gods I'll get to have after they're dead. <laughs> so we have the first inkling that something, well, actually, this is more of an, of an inkling, actually, that, are, that they're not 100% impervious, at least short term, because uh, Orion kind of busts through the head of this giant, Black Lantern, Source Black Lantern, uh, but kind of, but there is kind of I think the first inkling in the way the the uh, Black Lantern was reacting to of things that are about to play out related to Black Hand's power. Um, the, the Templar Guardians now realize that you know Sinestro wasn't playing around when he kind of said that <laughs> Hal had gone to get Black Hand's help. He goes, "Wow." It's like, he has acted most rashly. And Carol, sounds about right. <laughs> guy being Guy goes, why is everyone, I don't see this as a problem, this is a diversion. And John, just what every jailbreak needs. And St. Walker still being annoying. It's like, the joy of us all being reunited, only to, ha only to have it be the end. <laughs> I just want to bitch slap St. Walker. <laughs> we better never see him like this again, ever. Uh so, um, John, Simon, and Guy kind of go off to do their thing. Uh, Kyle's kind of like, you know, 
kind of still doesn't know what his role in any of this is going to be. He goes, you know, the High Father took the life equation from me. My white power is gone. Lantern power is gone too. I'm useless. Then you have the typical guardian infighting between Palco and Zala, and she's like, "Tell him." <laughs> it's like, "Oh, we have concealed knowledge from you." And there's Carol. I guess this is her role in this issue, being sarcastic. <laughs> there's a shocker. And now we we essentially find. Well, let's see. Before we before we get that big reveal, we do have the fact that you know Black Hand is like, "Oh, a corpse on a scooter." It's like about Orion. It's like I can't wait to play with that. <laughs> and then we have the you know the you know the first problem of uh, awesome. the Black Lantern zomp the source Black Lanterns, uh, the fact that Black Hand starts losing control over them because they start becoming alive, which is interesting because at the same time <laughs> Black Hand starts his arms start turning to stone. It's like what's going on. So all so all the black the uh, black lanterns that Bla- Black Hand brought back are slowly starting to resurrect. Uh, you know, of course, Black Hand being nuts goes, "You did this on purpose, Hal. You knew the wall would hurt me." <laughs> that he flies what back through the boom tube, correct? Yes, yeah, he flies yeah. back through the boom tube. Yeah. For some reason, I, I get this it, vision it, of it, Captain it, Hammer it's, it's in my that head. Pose. Like, is this pain? Which is interesting because you have a whole bunch like? of scattered divine guardsmen in there. And of course, <laughs> guess who's guess who came back through the wall through the boom tube too? It's Relic. <laughs> Relic staring at the source wall, which Futures End kind of predicted he would anyway. Like, my time of stasis has ended. Or he actually says that as a question. My time of stasis has ended. Again, I have survived certain death, but why? Something is wrong. The wall has changed. I must investigate this further. <laughs> of course. Of course. Uh, <laughs> so High Father, you know, High Father's starting to get a little cockier now. Because anything, anytime I guess you're not fighting the undead, I guess it's a good thing. <laughs> it's like, these mortals think they can best the gods. You have Orion again with the, you're cooked, Greeny, talking to Hal. <laughs> Sinestro, fine moment to lose your army, Jordan. And then Hal was a good line. Hey, at least we still got each other. High Father is about to you know, deal with Sinestro and Hal, and that's when we get the reveal from, from, from the new Guardians, the Templar Guardians, that essentially the life equation really is still inside of Kyle. He never really lost it. You can't he can't really lose it. No one can take it from him. That essentially all High Father done, all High Father did and managed to do was as we figured out on our own was <laughs> playing for a fool and kind of put a, a mental block inside inside of Kyle so he believes or believed that he couldn't access the power that it was gone. That's so so that becomes so once that reveal is made, then you know Kyle decides you know he's gonna he's gonna do whatever he needs to do. He's gonna con- confront High Father, you know. So he kind of like goes inside himself and he goes, "All right, High Father, let's see who has the power of a god." And almost I guess on an astral plane kind of kind of like a level or just psycholo- right psychologically, like you know visualizing what's going on in their two minds. Mm-hmm. You have Kyle squaring off with uh, High Father, which does not go partic- particularly well. Uh, you have Guy, Simon, and John. They they rescue all the other lanterns that uh, 
<laughs> that have been captured. You know, Salak is like, Lantern Stewart, what is all the commotion? Uh, Hal is here, I think, Kilowog. That explains it. <laughs> all right, everybody, we're in business. Let's light up the battlefield. <laughs> So I guess these cells are only I'm, I'm guessing unless immune to lantern energy from the inside, not the outside. My father's attention and or the new god's attention was drawn somewhere else and or maybe because of the damage that the attack has already done to New Genesis. But either way, because the, the the creatures that are they're still the source wall black lanterns that are now alive are still just completely screwing up New Genesis. <laughs> they're, they're destroying everything pretty much they can get their hands on. Um, Hal points out All Father is uh, yeah, and so and, and that is that just Hal? Is that like supposed to be John too, right? Or is that supposed to be? Someone says tyrants are always hard of hearing. Jordan, is that supposed to be Sinestro? But he's drawn. Oh, is it John? I thought it was. I'm just saying it just no, seems odd that he's calling John. Jordan. So, um, yeah. So just how it goes, you know, taking people's free will, starting a war that will kill billions. All this high father just to create an army to beat Darkseid. Don't you get it? You're becoming Darkseid. And then, of course, in a rather convenient twist, it's like, oh, my God, you're right. <laughs> like, oh, look what I've done. Um, Metron kind of like points out, yeah, what indeed. The being spent eons enmeshed in the wall, steeped in the inscrutability of the source. Perhaps they have been transformed into something beyond the scope of your ability with the life equation. However, you do seem to have succeeded in making them rather furious. And they just continue to screw up New Genesis beyond belief. Um, Kyle, so, is, what is, is Kyle's just physically, I mean, psychologically exhausted, right? From his battle with High Father. Yes. So, yeah, he's, he's still like fighting the battle. In Carol's fine. arms. Mm -hmm. St. Walker's going to not give up Green Lan Lantern Rainer, uh, Lantern Rainer. Of course, he could have said do not give up hope, but he didn't. <laughs> um, so High Father once again conveniently goes, if, if you are worthy of the life equation, Kyle, prove it now. You know, so the mental block, the link is severed in Kyle's head. He wakes up. Metron tells High Father that, you know, the anti-gravity systems are failing across New Genesis. Kyle transforms back into a White lan into the White Lantern, he goes out to deal with you know all the all the living source creatures. You know, Saint Walker is all happy because the power of life endures. Um, so Kyle basically he we don't know at the moment what happened to them, but Kyle but Kyle basically takes eliminates all the resurrected Black Lantern source zombies. Um, the anti gravity systems. They can, you know, they can't be restored. Metron points out there's only enough power to slow the descent, but not to stop it. Hal's, Hal sees, you know, what new, the new Genesis about to crash on old Genesis, and he, you know, says, oh, we have to help. Your boy Sinestro is like, no, our heels are at our enemy's throats. We have to stomp down. <laughs> yeah. Well, he is, per he, he is perfect. Yeah, no, he said he was perfectly perfect. Sinestro. <laughs> Yeah, Sinestro is like, fall back, Jordan, quickly while the boom tube remains open. And, you know, kind of accurately, and, um, depending on one's point of view, Sinestro says, you know, today the children of our enemies are only children, but tomorrow they will be your enemies. 
um, our enemies. The High Father brought this war upon his people. His errant use of the life equation ruined his own city. Who are we to intervene with divinity? And Hal's like, if you want to run, run. That's not me. And Sinestro says, well, then you are a fool. And he orders you know, the Sinestro Corps back to Korrigar. So let's enjoy the spoils of war. Uh, Kyle is, you know, Kyle's still suffering. He's exhausted. You know, St. Walker's just talking about, you know, when I heard my friend the White Lantern had died, I had lost my way. When I learned that the rings of every huge, you know, drain energy that fuels creation, I lost my hope. But the White Lantern lives. As he did once, he can replenish the reservoir anew. And as long as there exists, exists such a being in the universe, all will be well. And hope is detected. The blue, his blue ring returns to his finger. He sits in a very zen-like pose with his tree monk still behind him. I'm telling you, he's getting a ring. That, that tree monk's getting a ring. <laughs> he's going to be the midget version of Worth. I'm telling you. <laughs> so immediately upon becoming blue again, uh, St. Walker starts amping up Hal's power, power level 300%. Hal, Hal's like, welcome back, St. Walker. Thanks for the boost. And a, bit, a huge energy constructed version of Hal is basically holding up New Genesis as it falls, and he's able to set it down gently, but the you know, without the uh, without it crashing. The other lanterns at the very end are also able to to aid him a little bit at the very end when Hal's almost gassed. You know, he's pretty much completely exhausted. John's covering him. Of course, Orion was he needs he needs another term. Maybe maybe we should go back to Crayon Corps. Like we have we have a fight to finish, Greeny. And now all of a sudden, uh, <laughs> I've seen the, the the I've seen the errors of my way. High, all High Father comes in. It's like it is finished. It's like uh, you know I I have erred. You know I am a god, but that does not make me infallible. Which is kind of an interesting point. <laughs> I was so blinded by our own conflict, I became the very thing that I abhor. No longer. It's like no. Then he's like, oh, I misjudged you, Kyle. Now he's like kneeling on his friggin' knees before these guys. It's like, oh, God. It's like, uh, you have proven yourselves worthy of being the protectors of it, you know, of your universe. You know, as, as, a, as a leader talking to Hal, you proved yourself most of all. You remind me how I once was and how I vow to be again. You know, the suffering I visit upon your peoples, I brought upon my own tenfold, which is still debatable. <laughs> I, I didn't get it. Really, it is. It's like, if I had the ability to undo it all, I would. And I cannot. Instead, I hope you accept my sincere regrets. Well, up yours, pal. <laughs> really? That's kind of a half-assed solution. <laughs> so basically, a bunch of boom tubes open up so all all the lanterns can return back you know, to our universe. Um as they're, fly, as they're flying back, guy kind of just being guy, like, J is it me or is, is the guy-to-girl ratio on that place a little skewed? <laughs> and guy, way to go, guy. Always inappropriate at just the right time. You have an ever-brief conversation between Hal and Kyle, and Kyle tries to, I guess, explain about Carol, and Hal just kind of, like, gives him a talk to the hand. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to hear it. It's like, you can, it's like, I, it's like, just... I'm glad you're not. I'm glad you're alive, and I just treat Carol good. Otherwise, I'll be pissed, and that's pretty much it. Uh, and Kyle's like, "You two should talk," and he goes, "We will someday." 
the Guardians being Guardians are always talking amongst themselves, and it's not good. It's like, none understand the implications of what was loose today. Quiet, brother. This is a matter to be discussed in seclusion, as is the matter of Kyle Rayner's future, now that the life equation will consume him. So, uh, you know, so everybody pretty much goes back through their boom tubes, going in different directions. Um, they return to Mogo. Uh, John has the Green Lantern, has Mogo's Green Lantern ring. He gives it to Saint Walker. Saint Walker, of course, <laughs> gives it to his tree monk. <laughs> his tree monk goes back and puts it on on the branch it belongs on, and Mogo begins speaking. Thank you for returning my ring. It's like, <laughs> like, how you feeling, Mogo? Hal asked him. He goes, much better now, Core Leader Jordan. And Hal goes, you and me both, big guy. You and me both. I know where it's where he needs to where put would that ring sense. back in his core. Where it's and what would what would a Green Lantern event be stealing. without the foreshadowing of what's coming next? We revisit the Source Wall, which is absent in pretty much almost everything at this point, except we see a a, a hand seemingly made of stone first, so breaking or coming through the Source Wall, and then it becomes crystal clear that something is coming through the Source Wall, and by the time it gets out, it's it's alive. And that is the end for now, literally. <laughs> that it is looks like too. the source wall it has was... a crack, and that crack is spreading. So yeah, it was looked like it. It looked like it maybe was a slight one thing, or now, maybe it can be more. All of a sudden, yes, it could very well be literally opening the door for other things to come through. So, so what did you think of the annual? Not bad. I don't know. I expected it's. Let me say this: it's been much better than all the other crossovers we've gotten recently. I think it's had a more satisfying ending than like Lights uh, Out and uh, what was the other one? Durlin thing. Was there another one? Oh, the, the <laughs> that, that, that wasn't even an event. Durlin War. Thing. <laughs> that was that was more like a travesty. <laughs> What's the opposite of event? An event. That's what it was. So, but yeah, um, let me flip back to the beginning of the issue because I, I thought it was great Black Hand interacting with the Source Wall like it did. I didn't expect that, which is always a fun thing when you're reading these comics to see these, uh, yes. you know, surprises kind of come. Because, you know, nobody, <laughs> nobody's stupid enough to touch it on purpose, so you yes. would think, but <laughs> Black Hand does surprise. Yep. And of course, he's as giddy as a child of the playground through this whole whole story, whole issue until, you know, he starts turning. So uh, maybe that'll explain what happens when we get to That's true. That's a end, that is a possibility. When, uh, somebody else has his ring. Because he's encased, right? Like either Relic has him or whoever. He's, enca he's encased in a, in a, in a, in a ship mm -hmm. or a chamber. So yeah, maybe that's the reason why his ring becomes available because cause I was right. Cause didn't they say Black Hand just disappeared or something? That's probably... Yeah, so that's what... As we know, they're, and they're yeah. making no bones about the fact they're clearly uh, – and all the – well, the Lantern books that still exist, and I guess probably – in which probably does hint that, it, that we're going to – that even the, the books that are being scrapped, that we're going to see more of these characters and other books regardless, that they are definitely – I don't know if they're doing this in any other uh, – like a fa family of books, but they're certainly doing it in Green Lantern, certainly going out of their way to march you down the future's end path, which is kind of good to make it have more meaning, but, you know, 
we know there's going to be mm-hmm. you know twists and turns. But uh, you know, I turns. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised Relic came back so quick. Not as in before I got the issue, you knew it was going to happen because I think Vendetti kind of in some of the tweets, I think back and forth, he kind of said that kind of he alluded to that. Um, I don't know if I, I don't think I don't think that was I don't know if that was something I asked him or somebody else asked him. I don't remember. I might have been about 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 Relic or something. And I think and then because he said the relic, you know, you would see you see would see relic like before the hinting that you would see relic before even you know the the ending of uh, of Godhead. And then you know Saint Walker Saint Walker turning blue was a given. We knew that was going to happen. Um, finally, took way too long. Uh, finally. And I don't know. And in all honesty, and maybe because I was getting my hopes up for how it was going to happen. And just in general, because I I love St. Walker so much, and also again because something mm-hmm. that we, you know, we did go, I did you know tweet you know to Robert Venditti, and he replied about that, that you know that St. you know if you're a St. Walker guy, basically look you know look towards the annual, you know, because I asked him if we were going to see St. Walker again, more of him after, you know, Godhead, and st- and oh, you have plans for St. Walker after Godhead, and and he also mentioned you know the annual that that's you know, the, so you knew he was going to get the ring back in the annual. But the thing that I was kind of hoping that much almost kind of what Guy said, even though Guy really shouldn't know this as a fact, because we haven't seen it as a fact yet, that I was hoping that what was going to, that again, what was going to happen was once St. Walker became blue, he was going to amp up everybody. That that all the cores, he was going to amp everybody up, the reds, you know, well. the, the, the yellows, everybody. So that's what, that's what I was, you, you pretty much could take it to the bank that since he, we've seen him amp up the indigos and the greens, he can that he can amp up the violet. You would think you would believe that at least that side of the spectrum you think is a safe assumption. Um, that would have been cool. I, at least he did play a major. He didn't play a major role, role in truly defeating the new gods, but he did play a major role in the in the actual you know, and the saving of New Genesis, which kind of, if you look at it from the perspective of who St. Walker is, or what that, that would make that kind of makes sense. So that would so that is cool. That was that was that yeah, was very appropriate. I do like. And his reasoning for finding hope really makes sense, and I'm glad it wasn't, True. you know, stupid how they did it. But it really and made so, sense. And and it was really I know some people have said, you know, why does his ring have any energy left? But his ring, his, his ring never drained to begin with. His ring still had energy left even at the end of Lights Out, because he never yep. was drained. So that is another question of now how. Now you can probably pull it off. How the he can recharge his ring? The reservoir is recharged, so he can probably pull out, get hope again from without. Yeah, and again, maybe he can act. You know, maybe he can access straight from the reservoir. Land, you know, the, his, yeah. depending where his power battery was, if it was, you know, I don't know. It, there is no cent. There is there's no central power battery yet. Well, so there's no central power battery anywhere either. At, at, at some point, um, you also have to think because it's been a while now. You know, I think Ganthan and Sade are probably due to show up soon somewhere. It's been a while. I mean, I know why they didn't want to touch them right away, but oh, that's true too. You know, it's been. It's been getting close to uh, we'll be getting close to what two years now, right? Soon since. The, yeah. Yep. So you would think they could they yeah, they could come about, back and play a role them, somewhere either it. with the with the, the Green Lantern Corps or the, or the Blues. Um, so the one thing that was not and I kind of alluded to this uh, the one thing they didn't touch upon at all, which I think a lot of people definitely picked up on and were not thrilled with, <clears throat> the whole John Stewart Indigo I mean the whole John Stewart Violet Lantern ring. At least, ha- at least have a, 
Yeah, All they needed yeah, to do I was, I thought that was have a reference somewhere. Like, have one of the Green Lanterns that saw him amp up make a comment, like, during the fight that you may, you know, you know, maybe if you use your violet, or, let's say, or, you know, if you use your other ring, you know, and have John cut him off, it's like, you know, don't, you know, shh, or don't say anything, or maybe, you know, I know what I'm doing for now, or whatever, just, just to acknowledge that it happened, that it hasn't gone away, and that, you know, that there may be a reason why he's not using it. And, you know, when you were reviewing the Green Lantern issue at the beginning, I, I, it ran across my mind. I forgot to follow it up, and then now that you got to the end, you brought it back up. I was like, yeah, Yeah, and I think that is a legitimate criticism because, again, I think just a simple conversation or, an, or a couple of dialogue balloons would have been, you been, would have been able to explain it away. At least to get us, at least to get us from, you know, from point A to point B and have another, yeah. you know, another storyline really delve into it. You know, the Indigo thing, like we mentioned, I think that was resolved enough for now. We know it's going to be an issue going forward, and it's an issue going forward building towards Future's End. That, you know, the Indigo tribe is now has a different relationship with, with uh, the, the other cores. So I think that, that that's, I think that one was fine, but I think that was, that was a major, I think that was a major one that they didn't, and Parallax will be, Parallax will be too if, if we don't see Sinestro either use him again or at least reference. Re- I don't think so either. I don't. Think so. I don't I'm think assuming he would have he, left like Genesis I said, I'm assuming he has him. Without Paris. I'm assuming he has him until we have a reason really not to believe. Not to believe, yeah, because yeah. he can't get back to New Genesis, so I don't think he'd actually leave Parallax there like that. One thing that I didn't like that I didn't think was believable was the whole Hal and Kyle thing. I mean, I really thought Hal would have been like, "I wish you the best, but for now, I can't be around you." You know, I've got to work, work my, wrap my head around this, work through my feelings because, you know, I'm angry or whatever. But the whole thing with, uh, just treat her good. You'll like her, Kyle. Trust me. No. <laughs> she comes highly recommended. <laughs> <laughs> you know, after everything they've been through, it, it definitely should have been more one of those, you better treat her good as you have to deal with me. But, you know, I think what they were going for, for now, I, was I need some space from you. Like something. A more mature how. I think that's what they were going for, and maybe something which we don't, which we know in real life doesn't happen that, as often as it should. But that maybe Hal at least is going to focus whatever anger and displeasure he has where it belongs, which is mostly at Carol. And if it's not at Carol, you know, maybe looking at it inside himself too, to 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 see well, you know, I kind of let I probably you know, led her to this to where she didn't think she had a choice, as opposed to blaming the other, you know. Well, not even not even like hating Kyle, but saying that, you know, I'm I'm definitely uh, not happy with how things are. Maybe I'm not really blaming you, but I need some time to work through work through this whole thing. So I just need some space from you. Not really, I hate you, Kyle, but just I need some space away. I'm glad from you're back, really Kyle. Now f off. Get my feelings around this. <laughs> Go do your White Lantern stuff and leave me alone. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> So, what are you looking forward to in the next issue? I mean, epilogue-wise, um, are you looking forward to? Well, here's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's, here's what that's I another see. thing. I want to see like that is Clark Fleece come back for his that ring was one some thing, way somehow. That was the one thing that we didn't get any kind of reference to because you think you go back and you think about it. Um, well, you didn't, get any, you didn't actually get any reference to the yellow ring either because that was Arkillos. That was Arkillos. So you didn't get any, even though you can like to think Sinestro mm-hmm. took that back with him, but you know you didn't actually see it, I don't think. 
So you have the yellow ring. The, yes, the orange. Larflees' absence in all this is kind of hard to really explain. Um, and you think somebody at least would have gone to him. I mean, uh, so yes, Larflees yeah. has to get, you know, Larflees has to get his ring back. They could have even had a, they could have even had small little panels of seeing everybody who lost a ring that's still alive getting their rings back. You know, it really would only be what Monk getting his ring back, which which yeah. one did take. She took, so you assume well, Monk got, no, his, that, got his yeah got his uh, ring. She back, did take that. You yep. assume. Uh, so we need Arkillo can be dealt with, of course, in Sinestro Corps and Sinestro's book. So that makes sense, but. Or, or maybe we'll get the the Indigo tribe coming to the Green Lanterns to yeah, get maybe. help but to track Monk's, down Monk where, and where, where getting was, a cold reception. Where was Monk when he lost his ring? Was he was he not on Nock or was he on Nock? I thought he was still on Nock. But I don't but I don't remember any I don't remember anymore. That was a while ago. Well, maybe he was. But yeah, actually, I bet you those. I'll, I would bet you they're going to keep the Indigo tribe on ice for a while. But you never. But you never know. Um, for epilogue, yeah, I would. We kind of know what, I mean, I haven't gotten the issue yet, but we kind of know what happened. The, the Hal issue is more him coming back to Earth. Um, looking for R&R, but not really finding much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, New Guardians is, I don't know what the hell, what to expect in core. I, and I'm not even saying, <laughs> your reaction is kind of how I, I guess deep down I feel, but that's not really even how I meant it. It's like, based on where they left off, it's like, I don't even know what, what, what they're going to cover in that for like a couple of issues. It'll still be, it'll still be guy trying to deal oh, with John, yeah. his loss of Yara, or sorry, yeah, John and Fatality probably. Cool. And um, Monk was on knock when it happened. Yeah, I know he was about to go kill people. But they gave him a blade, which made him quite uh, happy. There was a trade. And then, <laughs> yeah, Red's a, Red will be interesting too, to see what they do. New Guardians is what. New Guardians is the one I'm probably the most interested in because we know, because we know obviously Kyle in theory is living on borrowed time now, not just because of Future's End, but because of what the Guardians are alluding to. Yeah, I'm sure. And and I'm sure Chad like <laughs> dropped the book and raised his fist in the air and screamed. <laughs> so I'm here to represent you, Chad. So I, I'll let everybody know your reaction. Uh... And, and I just hope they don't kill off Kyle only because <laughs> Kyle fans are whiny as a group now. They'll be even whinier then. <laughs> no offense, really, guys, but, but but Kyle, you really can't win. It's like it's like either either he's he, either he's special and you and but he's not what you want him to be, or he's not special and you think he needs to be. <laughs> and, and, and and if he's dead, forget about it. <laughs> What what'll be worse? What happens to him in Future's End yeah, or him actually Future's dying? And, and since Future's End is supposed, supposed to be five years out, and they want you to believe at least, you know, the drum beats for for Future's End are going to carry on for a while. It doesn't really make sense that he's, they're either going to kill him or they're going to quote unquote kill him in a way we really think he's not going to be back in like ten five issues anyway. <laughs> what what was that quote from Dark Knight about um? Uh, what was it? Uh, Either die, die a hero or live long enough to see yourself. Something or live long enough to become the bad guy. What's the yeah, so what if we see Kyle actually start to lose focus and start converting people like in that future's end? Yes. Would, would Kyle, yes. Would Kyle lovers hate that more than him just dying? 
Are you yeah, listening, I DC? Think they would, uh, I think they definitely would hate that more. <laughs> Are you kidding? Didn't they, did, they probably went bad. They think people well, were going bad shit crazy when he became Parallax for like like five issues. <laughs> It's like, really, people? Do you really think he's gonna be he's gonna be this character? But when his story arc ends, though, I couldn't I could slightly understand why they were why they yeah. you know once he killed Jack T. Chance and he kind of crossed that line. I guess I could understand a little bit more. But in a way, it was just kind of making him and Hal having more in common and being able to understand each other more. <laughs> they had a lot in common. So, but yeah. I like Godhead. I think I think it ended well. I think it was much better than I thought it was ever going to be, especially since I still don't care much about the new gods as a whole. And this and this hasn't made change my mind much. Yeah. Though Malhedron right. comes across as pretty cool, and Metron at least is interesting. You know, Orion I only I've only ever have liked when he goes against you know Dark Side. Uh, I don't really like this version of High Father. I think I like the classic version much better. Uh, but. For 17 issues, um, would you agree that they probably? Oh, made there's it no doubt it was too know, long. A I'm too not delusional, Corwin. <laughs> I may nine, have liked it, and I may have thought this was the most satisfying ten. story certainly they've done in the, since in the new creative team's tenure. But there's no doubt that it didn't need to be this long. I mean, it wasn't as it wasn't as nightmarish. It wasn't issues. as nightmarish at all. Once you knew how many parts it was going to be, it didn't turn out that. You know, you, I just had I just had Durlin nightmares about how this was going to turn out because like seven, especially after the first act, because he you know, he had gathered all the rings up so quickly. It's like, do you really think there's two more acts worth of story in here? <laughs> Durlins. <laughs> well, you see, what really happened is the new gods. Some of them were actually Durlins. So you have uh, Durlin War yeah. Part Two. Would you, we would you guys quit and it would be have to be the third iteration of the Lantern cast? Durlin! Skirmish! <laughs> <laughs> uh, God. <laughs> oh, man. Diver diversionary tactic! They just go through all everything building up to war! We don't care anymore. Okay, bring back Necron, please! <laughs> please! <laughs> But it was I I didn't I did enjoy it and I I don't think Guy really had much to do overall. I mean that was a little disappointing. Even especially in the annual, he did really nothing in the annual. No. I mean even John, other than the cute couple of cute lines he of dialogue. He did nothing in the annual, yeah. Um, it was... Yeah, the only thing the only thing I think they really did did with Guy was move yeah, him that from was, Earth yeah, his, to New Genesis. His, his to role was kind of like, and, and I was thinking about this when I was reading it. His role, in a way, his role was kind of like uh, Obi Wan <laughs> in, in Star Wars. His job was to turn off the tractor beam, and, and if he couldn't get that done, a lot of the other stuff they wanted to do really wasn't going to matter. <laughs> so you know, well, he was right. The key was that blue ring, <laughs> at least for New Genesis's future. So. Mm. I wonder if he's going to want St. Walker to... Well, actually, he doesn't... He can get rid of his ring. Never mind. I forgot he changed. Yeah, he did kind of will it to act differently. He changed, would, I guess, how I, his ring worked. Yeah, whether you could complete... Yeah, which... That's right. That was that was part of the theory, right? That's the reason why maybe that he was able to take the rings off Atrocitus and other people at the end of that war and that they didn't automatically die. 
which also makes I blame you wonder what the hell happened to all the, what the hell happened to Atrocitus and all those people, especially when Mogo was <laughs> asleep. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, true. We've had we've had way too many. Of well, them. another jailbreak would kind of be repetitive. So, so <laughs> as we're wrapping this up, because we've this is already a long, not a super compared to last episode, this is nothing. I mean, we're just getting warmed up compared to the last episode. But what do you what do you think? You, you've probably seen the solicits for like the next few issues of of Sinestro, so are you looking forward to them? Mongols coming. I think Mongols coming oh, up. Oh, I don't even. Um, I think. It, yep. And and then they're bringing that group that had taken him down in the futures. And okay, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I know, like just like you guys, one of my big contentions with DC, this whole new Fifty Two, was what did happen from what did not happen anymore and us not really knowing you know okay well i guess they had no choice to say that mongol was a sinestro core member because of course he was trapped in the battery but that one shot we get it seemed like history was there so uh i think dc just they need to coalesce they need to pull together everything so we know what really happened from what didn't you know, so, but I'm I'm looking forward to it. I mean, Mongol was it was a great fight with him and Sinestro, as short as it was. But you know, he he is a big power player. He is a big can be a big problem. Um, this new version, I haven't read anything with him past the the no. that futures or that villains one shot. Super, I think it was Superman, of- Batman, or something like that. Which is which is really funny as I as I think Chad and I laughed at it at one point when they had the fact that they go back and forth whether he's a Superman villain or a Green Lantern villain so they make him a Green Lantern villain for the future's end and where does he show up first Superman and Batman and in that in that issue they make him seem like it's the might be the father Mongol the father but obviously we know it's it's if it's not if he's either like son or he's a he's they've kind of merged them into one. So just in general, I think having having Mongo back is interesting, and I just I would really like to see Arkillo get a break. <laughs> yeah, he, he's been crapped on so much that I just wish they would have. I I mean, you know, they're not gonna have it because you already saw like the cover when they're both fighting Mongo, which gives you the impression that neither one can beat. Which is weird because it kind of gives you the, the impression that neither one could take them on on their own. But I just wish Arkillo would just like at least knock him out or something. Well, here you go. Arkilla will run into St. Walker's, and St. Walker's back again, and we'll get, you know, some epilogue there. He'll get his fingers back. Hopefully. Well, that's what I kind of figured was going to happen. I actually thought that was going to happen as part of the end of Godhead. I thought that I thought Arkilla was going to have something to do with it, and then once St. Walker turned blue again, yeah, he was going to he he would heal Ark. He's going to be he's going to be his nine one one guy. <laughs> he gives new meaning to good cop bad cop. Yeah. <laughs> I just shot off my big toe. Can you get over here? I'm on my way. <laughs> Oh, we'll be. Oh, that's nasty. <laughs> I'm gonna let the little tree monk do it. <laughs> he hasn't done this before. It's a big step for him. <laughs> oh god. So before we head out, as we wrap up, as we have wrapped up Godhead, uh, anything you would like to mention, discuss, talk about, plug? It's all you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll just plug the podcast as always. Um, Earth's Mightiest Podcast. We go over all the Avengers books. Uh, we have lots of fun with that, and we have a nice, super-sized episode coming up soon. Um, little road trip as well as just some reviews. So 
episode 86 listeners can keep an eye out for that. Also, we have EMX, which is an all X-Men podcast, and it's really just literally us just talking about the books. No synopsis, no reviews. We just talk about what we like, what we didn't like, and every episode we have guests on. So I've been kind of listening to you and uh, you and Chad to see what you guys are reading to see if you guys are into the X-Men books. But, you know, we'll line something up in the future and get you guys on there because it'd be interesting to hear your thoughts on some of the X-Men stuff that's going on. I did start I did start reading – I mean I was reading Mag- – Magneto to start with, but mm-hmm. I think the art was turning me off. Uh, I kind of dig the first first couple of issues. I kind of dig that artist, so I guess that's something we can debate about later. Um, and then besides that, I'm on uh, Merc with a Podcast, which is an all Deadpool podcast, and they're all on EarthMightiestPodcast.com, so you can look us up there. Uh, besides that, as always, I'm on Twitter with you guys, at uh, EMPCast. And of course, any kind of lantern news, I'm the first one to really run to you guys to see if you guys have already heard. So, you know. Yes, you were, you were, you were the town crier about the cancellation. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my mind was blown. I, I just had to hear what you guys had to say. So, yeah. Corin, so Paul Revere. <laughs> Paul Revere. <laughs> <laughs> the lantern cast. Actually, you know, something else that um, I will follow up on. Uh, I'll send you guys some sound clips. I know you guys keep talking about the numbers, and I tried doing a little thing on the forums, but nobody really visits the forums anymore talking about the numbers. So I'll do a little MP3 clip for you guys in the future and you know, give you an idea of where the books are and uh, you know how they're competing with some of the other stuff out there. So hopefully listeners would like that. Yeah, I, like, I do like going back and checking them out. I mean I know overall you know, Sinestro is still doing pretty well. Not doing great, but it's doing. But none of the but none of the Lantern books are great. Yeah, they're not in the top ten anymore. Oh no! I mean, Green Lantern usually is. You know, you, if you get, if you make it, if you if it stays in the top forty, you're in good shape. Shape, yeah. And then core, you know, anywhere, and core and Sinestro are usually like in the top eighty or eighty-five, something like that. And then we know New Guardians and Red Lanterns have been steadily dropping. They've gotten a little better than like when they completely hit rock bottom. When, you know, like when they were in the one teens or whatever, and, but. and it's a shame too, because like you guys said, Soul is just doing such a great job on that book. Yeah, that was that's Lanterns. whoever thought, considering how that book started, especially in the yeah. new 50, in, in the new fifty two, whoever thought that book would be so good, and that, and now we're losing it. It's going, guys. <laughs> yeah, unless they give Saint Walker a, a, a duo book, then then I'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I think what was it, Blue and. There was like there was like very few cores that still haven't had their own book. Violet, Indigo, Indigo. and like Blue, I think were the only ones that really haven't had anything. But I think what you guys were saying before about an anthology book would probably work best. I think so. Yeah. Who would have ever thought though? When you really think about it, you have <laughs> if, if you put them in the ro- like these characters in a room <laughs> and you said Larflees, Atrocitus, Saint Walker. Which one of these three will not have a solo book? <laughs> or will not have had a solo book? Like five, five going on six years like after Blackest Night. It's like, oh, it's a Walker. Yeah. No, that makes no sense. Yeah. Team, them, make them, a, team them up with somebody, for God's sake. It'd be perfect. Oh, I, mean, I think they tried that with New Guardians originally when it launched. That's true. I don't know what you mean. I mean, he did get a, he and Arkillo were cool, but actually that was, that, that was an interesting combination too because it's not – because assuming – Let's assume he can't amp up the yellow powers if he wanted to, uh, mm-hmm. but the reality is, yeah. But now, without a Green Lantern around, he is going to be limited. That's the only pro- that's the only problem. problem. So he would almost have to team up with like John or 
right. Simon or someone. But. Well, I mean, for them being the most powerful core, they have to have some kind of drawbacks, and that's a pretty a big know, one, decent yeah. one to balance it out. And the fact that their beautiful planets keep blowing up. <laughs> Don't invest in real estate with Blue Lanterns. <laughs> You're in bad hands with <laughs> all. All won't be well with. <laughs> Yeah, but I definitely want to thank you guys for having me on. As always, you know, big fan of the show. I'm always tuning into you guys and always looking forward to hearing what you guys got to say about the status of the Lantern books. Well, it's been great having you on. I'm glad you could make it. And we definitely have to do this more often. And if, luckily, it was a really good – we had good material to work with too, so it wasn't yeah. something we had to struggle through. This was enjoyable. And it actually was a, like like you yourself said, it's a lantern event that actually ended satisfactorily. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so. Yeah. so, Chad, hopefully I held it down for you enough. I hope I did you proud. <laughs> uh, I want you to you know take care of yourself and get better so we can get you back on. Don't die, Chad. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> but if you do die, Chad, <laughs> Corbin's probably number one to get your job. <laughs> But no pressure. <laughs> no, no, not at all. No pressure, not at all. Uh, just keep taking that orange juice, Jack. <laughs> Take your vitamins. Uh, and on that note, uh, <laughs> if you'd like to contact us, <laughs> however many of us remain, uh, email us at lanterncast at gmail.com, lanterncast at gmail.com. You can visit our website, lanterncast.com, which we should be moving to a different server shortly. Uh, hopefully that move will go smooth. But if for some reason it doesn't, now you got a disclaimer about probably why. Uh, you can you can follow our our product reviews or our uh, ring encyclopedium. Oh, those are fantastic, by the way. Well, I, thank you. Props, props, definite props for that. As long as the, as long as I can get the vi- with with my camera, it all depends on the angle. You know, if I get the good angle. Then, then I'm happy with it. The audio is usually not the issue, even though one time, one time there was the audio was the problem, not the picture. That's that's what the girlfriend slash fiance is for. That is true. That is true. But <laughs> usually, so far, usually at this point, I've had to fly solo, and I don't think I can trust one of the cats to do it. <laughs> it would make a hell of a it would make a hell of a video, though. <laughs> Maybe we'll try that one time. That'll be the Dexter report. <laughs> um, uh, so yes, visit our website. Uh, we're on iTunes and Stitcher. Well, actually, I skipped. I went out of order, but I'll do this and go back. We're on iTunes and Stitcher, so if you like us on iTunes, please leave us a positive review. You can follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook. Uh, use hashtag GLCast to find us on both. And last but not least, if you'd like to leave us a voicemail, call us at 708-LANTERN, 708-LANTERN, and let us know what you think. And next episode, we have no idea what we're doing. We kind of have an idea, I should say, but since it's not 100% set in stone, I don't want to announce it or else it'll be like it'll be like wetting people's appetites for even though I was going to mention it's like threshold, except we've done everything we could not to wet anyone's <laughs> appetite about that. <laughs> it's like we want to do Jedi mind tricks to make people forget that even exists. You should do like a, a two-minute limit per issue. Hey, if and I see if you can pull that off. If I can find the final six issues, I have no problem doing it. It's just—it's gonna—it might take me a whole weekend to find this, and I—and I've looked for it before. They're like bagged and behind other issues. I'm sure that probably aren't even Green Lantern issues because I never thought I would reread this crap. And that's part of the, it's, 
because I separate I separate my stuff with Green Lantern comics are in certain tubs and non Green Lantern comics are in others. So what probably happened is they probably got thrown into the non Green Lantern tub because they're bagged behind something else. And like I said, I didn't think I would ever read it again, <laughs> and I still don't want to. But at some point, it, it will be done. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you again, Corwin, for coming on. Oh, thanks for having me. And we will catch you later. So good night, everybody. Bye-bye.